The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. And Lost Boy Philip is here, banging his head with that ah, rocking music. Ah, hello there. You've kind of gotten that intro memorized now. You're kind of talking along with it. That's right. I'm turning on my radio voice. <laughs> oh, indeed. We are getting to our announcer tree's small voice. That's right. That's right. I actually was told once in one of my classes that I needed to learn how to turn off my radio voice when I was recording because <laughs> it could, comes on quite naturally, but I can use it very well in advertising. Welcome to WKRP. Oh, indeed. <laughs> and I, that voice comes out when I'm recording those ads. For uh, for the TV station now, well, I, 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 I turn it on and off. I don't use it when I'm doing a sermon because I'm, I'm pastor as well. But that would be very interesting if I'm like, hey, 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 welcome to the <laughs> welcome to the moment of truth. Bye, Bible Baptist, Baptist Church. Church. <laughs> I am Philip, and I will be your pastor for the duration. So, oh yes, and you know what? I forgot to. Well, of course, I kind of got introduced, but I should follow up for anyone who has never listened to the show before. That's right. I'm Jeremy. I'm Spider Pan, and I am so sorry we haven't had a show all month other than the anniversary starting off season nine and I, th- I feel like I had big promises and big dreams and they came crashing down this month we were going to have a big Lord of the Rings trivia thing yes uh, December's a rough month to try to coordinate something like that because yes. uh, heck I've been busy I, a lot of the tra- things I traditionally like to do wasn't really able to do it's them been a weird weekends. Christmas uh, month hasn't it yeah, I, I haven't really had the time on weekends to do what I want to do. Although we did on Christmas Eve, we got out to Union Station to go look at the decorations. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, all that's, that ends up being a, kind of an interesting story. So normally we go down like on a weekend. And on a weekend when you go to Union Station Crown Center here in Kansas City, it's free parking. You know, so you just go in your park. And then we'll go look at all the decorations at Union Station. They have a big hall that you come down and they have a kind of a little train and just kind of neat stuff to look at. I love looking at Christmas decorations. And you go into this other area, and they have all these miniature trains and stuff. And they have, like, Lego, Lego setups. Sets, and yeah. it's wonderful to come and see. And then we'll go across. There's a little cross uh, or walkway over the top that you can go into Crown Very Center. Beautiful stuff. We go into a tea store in there and have some of the nice, you know, Chinese tea at Shang Tea. Yeah. Uh, you know, go looking around at this you know, like really neat kind of toy store that has, like, old classic toys. That kind yeah. of thing. Uh, that's our, our traditional stuff we like to do. Well, this year... I had seen, uh, I, I got a, a streaming version of the news, uh, local news here, um, and I looked, and they had they, one of the channels around here, and I can't think of what channel it is, but they have like one tank trips, hmm. where you could go on a tank of gas, go to do something here locally, and come back. And they had one fun things to do for I've Christmas. Seen that. Those are fun. Yeah. And they had of going to Union Station. And I'm like, oh, well, I love going to Union Station around Christmas. And they were talking about going, and they were showing, like, they have these animatronic singing penguins and all kinds of new decorations and things to see. And I was like, oh, oh, man, while I'm off work or something, man, we, we got to go, Heather. Come on. Because we didn't get a chance to go on a weekend to go to Union Station like we normally did. So Christmas Eve we went. But Heather had found out it was going to cost us $5 a person to get in. That's not bad. $5 to go yeah. in. You know, I, I'm willing to pay that. Sure. Of course, we went on a Friday and a weekday and $10 to park. <laughs> $10 to get in there and park. Now, 
They, they, the, the lady at the parking thing says, okay, we're going to close it too. It's about 145 when we were pulling in there. We, we should have probably gone in the morning. They were going to close things at two. I mean, it's Christmas Eve. I guess everybody wants to go home. And they said, she said, all the shops will be closed. I said, well, we're not here to shop really anyway in, in Union Station. We just want to look at the decorations. It turns out they were going to, they, you could not even go down the hall because that's where the walkway was that you're paying $5 was. So you couldn't even see the decorations. At Union Station without paying your five dollars, but they were getting ready to leave. It was like one fifty three by the time we got over there, and I would have gotten about five minutes in there to look at the lights for five dollars. So it'd be like a dollar a minute to go in and say, "Yep, there they are," and then they were going to kick me out because they were closing that down at two as well. <laughs> so I didn't even get to go. Uh, oh, you know what? And now that I think about it, today being the Monday after Christmas, I could have gone today and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well. Because it would have been open, but oh well. We did get the chance to go over to Crown Center. We had our nice shang tea. Uh, had some nice hot Chinese tea. Uh, what we, um, I don't think I got the chai tea this time. I think we got a different kind of tea. It was pretty nice. Had some uh, some ginger and honeysuckle. Yeah, honeysuckle ginger tea. And they had a new thing this year. We had these like uh, little. They called them mooncakes. In China, one of the because they don't do a lot of sweets in China and Japan. We've mm. learned with watching some different shows that Heather likes to watch on Netflix. Um, but they like to do stuff with red beans. And I didn't know what you know what's the deal with these red beans, but the red beans, it's, they have a sweet kind of flavor, and you can add a sweet to them. And these mooncakes, you had choices uh, where they added, um, I can't remember, some sort of a flowery kind of seasoning or whatever into it, or you had add chocolate in with the red beans. When you mix the chocolate with the red beans, it actually tastes. And I think we were talking about this, I guess, with my in-laws, the Boston, you know, Boston baked beans. Oh yeah, it kind of tasted like a little cookie it was about that thick filled with this red bean kind of paste that kind of tastes like boston baked beans huh. it was really really tasty it was different so that's the first time i think i've had like a red beans and that's but that's what they make their sweets out of whether it's kind of got a sweet taste but it's not sugary yeah. sweet but it's just this nice pleasant sweetness like vanilla like, because I have people who say, oh, vanilla is plain. Vanilla is not plain. No. Vanilla is a flavor, and we put it in cookies yes, and all, all kinds time. of wonderful things. Uh, vanilla is a delightful flavor, and uh, but that's what red bean reminded me of. It's that nice, just pleasant sweetness. Vanilla is in so many things. Different cakes. Oh, yes. It's in, um, we, we put it, my heavens, we put it in different types of bread. We mm. put it, we put it in, um, oh, my it, heaven's sakes, that's in our normal, what we, we would call plain ice cream. Folks, that's vanilla. That's what we put it in. We put it in, in everything, almost. Yeah. It's, uh, it's all over the place. I mean, we used to call that, uh, as a kid, you know, because kids were not wise, but we always say, oh, I, I want regular ice cream. Well, that, yeah. that's vanilla. <laughs> yeah. No, that's vanilla. Vanilla is a flavor, and it's a, I love it. I love yeah. vanilla. It is yeah. a good. I mean, people say, "Well, that's just the ordinary flavor." So, yeah, but it is just good. Yeah. I, my top three flavors. I, I'm. It's very basic, perhaps, but I love Neapolitan because you get vanilla, yes. you get chocolate, you get strawberry, and those are the three basics that I need for some good ice cream, right I, there. I remember. Uh, I love it. When I was a kid, I used to love to eat just straight out vanilla wafers. Oh yeah, those are great. Yeah. Vanilla oh, wafers. Those are great with banana. Yeah. Oh Ooh. yes, and I used to love just to dip them in milk. That was I don't know if too. I ever did those. Oh, yeah. Really I did stuff. my Oreos in milk. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I like both. <laughs> or even like that, you kind of have those vanilla uh, cake, kind of like any Oreo, but they were vanilla. Oh, yeah. Those, oh, that, those were good in, yeah. in that milk. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Now I'm craving cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Oh, here's, uh, I, and I bet a lot of you can relate to this. So, my wife being a teacher, she's off for two weeks. And she had these big dreams. And this happens all the time. This is kind of her thing. I'm kind of telling on her. I'm going to go and do this when I'm off. And But her thing was she was going to make cookies, and she wanted to go and show, do we have some molasses? Because uh, I'm going to make heart, this. Yeah. All these things she wanted to do. What did she do all last week before Christmas? 
Sleep. That's a dream, too, if you're working all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, her thing is she's become kind of a night owl because she'll get used to grading papers in the night. But now she'll be she plays Animal Crossing half the night. Even last night, uh, about two o'clock in the morning, I was like, she's not asleep. What the heck? And she's in there watching some anime that and now if I'm going to watch something on TV, I'm going to watch something. I don't have to read anything so I can actually not look at the screen and I can fall asleep. I can close my eyes. She's reading something that's got you know subtitles. So she's having to keep her eyes open so she can watch it. I'm like, you're not going to be able to go to sleep if you're constantly keeping your eyes open so you can read something. But that's what she was doing. So she stayed up all night, which is now so she was sleeping. I let her sleep most of the morning, even though I had things to do today. And then she, I had a migraine, so we're actually here in Philip's uh, apartment basement area uh, mm-hmm. to record this because she was getting migraines because I couldn't record it at home like I'd planned to. <laughs> and I was going to maybe have her on because some of the stuff I, I you know, I normally would have previewed what was going to be on the show by now, and I guess I haven't. 20 years of Lord of the Rings in film, not the books, of course, mm-hmm. obviously. Well, yeah. Uh, but the films came out 20 years uh, this this November, and I had planned on having, it was going to be, or was it, no, it was December. Uh, but I was going to have December 18th. This great trivia, and I was trying. I invited people, and when I first had thought the idea, and I was trying to organize it in November, I had a lot of people who were excited about the idea and wanted to do it, but nobody could ever do it at a it time. It fell through. <laughs> it fell through twice. <laughs> and I have a uh, you know, Mr. Paul Harder. If you're hearing this, brother, you were so excited to do it. I'm so sorry I didn't get this going for you because he was so and he was ready to go each time, but he had been the only one there. And I'm like, man, I want to have a competitor with you. I, mean, I wanted two teams, and I had two teams starting to go, but then it kind of came apart. Everybody's like, "Oh man, I got something to do with church tonight." So, "Oh man, I've, I've you know I got my time with my daughter tonight," and so everybody just couldn't do it on the nights that I was trying to you know work around because I had stuff to do at church. Uh, you know, we had parties, we had a Christmas program, and I mean I had other things going on the weekend. So I mean it, it just December is a really difficult month. Everybody's super busy. That's right. I had Jeremy be the golem of the. No, I'm kidding. Yes, yes. <laughs> I cannot do a good. I wish I could do a good golem voice. You'll have to do it up here, but my voice doesn't sound like Gollum. I can't do it. No. I just can't do it. <laughs> you sound like Munchies and Crunchies there for a second. Munchies and Crunchies. Yeah, there's that, that, that back of the throat voice. For, for, um, You're all over the place. Oh, you can do this little voice in the back of your room. So I like this other one you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I usually don't hurt myself. But like the other guy on Lord of the Rings, you know that they uh, they added a character into Return of the King, the general who is just talking like this the whole time. And it's not really using much of your vocal cords. It's just that getting the phlegm and he's just talking through phlegm. Um, normally, I don't hurt myself, but I need a drink of Mountain Dew. Pardon me. <laughs> if we had some Doritos, this would be a party, man. I got my, my Mountain Dew Zero. I got some M&M's over here. We'll get you some well, M&M's. Doritos and Mountain Dew. I don't know why that's become the, the nerds in the basement sitting around playing D&D <laughs> foods. And that one, I guess we're supposed to be listening to Rush. Oh, no, I'm not going to listen to it. Oh, but, but I am not today's Tom Sawyer. No, but I'll tell you what I do have. Somewhere we have Russell Limbaugh. So if I can find that. <laughs> That's an entirely different rush. Yes, yeah, a different I, rush. I, I was actually more preference to what a rush. Well, we got some of that, too. Yeah, for anyone who knows that one. Oh, uh, indeedy do, indeedy do. But anyways, we are going to talk a little bit about some Lord of the Rings, and you know, you weren't really a big fan of it initially. Uh, also, I like I, some of it. I, I, th- I think we have already talked about it over the summer when uh, with uh, twenty years of Harry Potter. Yes, uh, but there's actually something coming up very special. Uh, which I believe I don't think it's on the thirty first here. This one I think it'll be January first. It'll be on HBO Max. There's a really fun no, Harry Potter twenty year reunion. Uh, I believe I have that trailer coming up because we got a lot of things to talk about in the trailer park. We got a bunch of movies we've seen this month. Yes, holy camoly! 
I didn't see Holy Camoli, but I saw a few others. Oh, Holy Camoli was, uh, well, actually, I said Camoli instead of Cannoli because I'm not Italian. Um, but yeah, Cannoli is, he, he went to, to church, got saved, and now he's holy. It's, there you go. It's, it's, he's joining the VeggieTales. There you go. I like it. <laughs> I don't even know what a Cannoli is. A Cannoli is a, uh, an Italian treat. Now I know it's Italian. Well, there yes, we go. Is it's a wonderful treat. I know because uh, through my marriage, when I was married, I was uh, related to a wonderful man uh, whose family was from uh, Sicily. Mm. And uh, boy, I tell you, he he was a good man. He's now with the Lord. He's uh he's he's passed away this last year. But uh, some of those traditions that they, they taught us, it's like a little cookie, a, a, a solid cookie that has some cream in there. And oh, it's Ooh. so good. I tell you, Ooh. we'll have to get you cannoli. Yeah, wonderful. I probably would like it. I like. Oh. I like trying fun things. Yes, you would love as, it. As demonstrated with the mooncake that I yes. that I chewed on this but week. He, he gave us some cannolis and, oh, man, wonderful stuff. Mm. Yeah, and that's another thing that I had intentions of doing for the holidays. I was I got that uh, the Harry Potter holiday meal recipe book, and even uh, I've got the, the Disney unofficial cookbook for stuff inside the parks. And I thought, oh, this would be great to get in there and get some of the holiday meals that are like British that are you hear about in the Harry Potter books. I was going to make stuff, and I never did. Now, I, I did. I got some of the fall stuff. We did make the um, pumpkin juice. This time, and, you got uh, to actually have the pumpkin juice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what was the other thing I made? It was, oh, the butterbeer. I mm-hmm. made a butterbeer. Yeah. It was all kinds of butterscotch. Oh, so rich. Oh, when you warm it up, it wasn't bad, but it's cold. It was just too much. Yeah. Oh. It's so rich about to knock you out. Oh, uh, yeah. I yeah, gained yeah. 18 pounds just from one sip. No, I'm kidding. But I didn't get a chance to make any of the holiday treats because, well, heck, one of the weekends I even had a, a funeral to go to mm-hmm. uh, for my uncle. So it's been a wild month. But but the interesting thing is the first time I brought him uh, pumpkin juice, I brought it to him oh. from <laughs> Universal Studios. <laughs> In a bottle that said pumpkin juice on it, and it had a pumpkin on the top of the bottle. The problem is, I brought it to him, and when I did, I had to get on the plane, mm-hmm. and I forgot to put it in my uh, my suitcase. So when I did, it was on my carry-on, and they wouldn't let me do it. So they were either going to throw it away, or I had to drink it right away. So I drank the whole thing down right then and there in a matter of a couple seconds. All the way Chug. down. I mean, all the way down. And I put it back on there. I mean, it was great. Uh, and then I had to bring it back to him empty as could be. Yeah. And the look on his face was hilarious. Yeah, I had to bring me back a, an empty bottle. I kept the bottle, though. Well, I, I did, did the same thing for mine. Yeah, I got a pumpkin juice bottle, but I never got to actually try it that way. Uh, but yeah, these recipes, I, I don't know if they're matching exactly the way what you get at Universal, but you know, maybe one of these days I'll get to find out. Because I have been uh, reading where, um, uh, well, he's known as the Mortis over at Disney Indiana. Uh, he's been talking about, you know, he was, uh, I don't know when he's, I might have been going for the holidays. He was going to Walt Disney World and it was, he found it was cheaper for him to stay in a Universal Resort and then go over to Disney wow. and then go back. And then, of course, he's going to go to Universal anyway. But yeah, it was cheaper to stay at Universal right now. Our uh, good buddy Sean was in Disney yesterday, Disneyland. Yeah, I did see. He took yeah. a picture out there. Oh, it was in pretty front of the castle. Looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real pretty stuff. And I, you know, I didn't really look into it because we don't really cover Disney so much as anymore. No, but I but guess they are pretty. trying to fix up the, the Genie Plus to maybe maybe they'll improve it. We'll see. I like to see that. It's still, you know, I, I don't know what it is about the. Uh, Christmassy time is at Disney. It just has this magic look about a feeling about oh, it and everything. Because it's Christmas. Oh, it is. But Christmas they, adds to the magic. But Disney always has a way of making things uh, 
pretty and gorgeous. Yeah. They're, they're, they really are magic, man. Yeah. They, they're, they're good at it. They have that magic touch. And one of these days, maybe I'll be able to go for Christmas. But right That'd now, they nice. keep they keep moving the carrot away from me. Yeah, yeah. They, they have this habit of making it worse. Yeah, and to where I hope that they get lower away from middle that. class income that I am. I'm. I. You know what? I'm, I'm hoping too, and I'm not going to get anything political here. But I do wish too that they would quit making it towards one type and just make it back the way it used to be, where it was for all people. It doesn't matter what you think yeah. or what you're thinking. Just put it right back there where it ought to yeah. be. They, the values being held right now uh, in Disney's higher up is not matching the values that Walt Disney held. No, no, it's not. It should be for all people, no matter what. And that's the way it ought to be, because it's a dreamland. Yeah. And, and that's right how now, it is. they're focused on the almighty dollar. Now, now mm-hmm. Walt, right. Walt didn't... He, he had a habit of he didn't have business sense. He just wanted to create. That's it. And he'd go and find ways to borrow money. And he let Roy figure out the business. His, his but now we've got nothing but business people who are running it, and they're just looking for ways to make money. Yeah, but I don't want to gripe on Disney because no, that's not what we want to no, do with this show because no. we want to be a positive show. No. So I'm going to stop. That's why you had a perfect. Stop myself. <laughs> you had a perfect combination of Roy and Walt together. They were yeah. a perfect team, just like the the, the uh, Sherman brothers, a perfect mm. team. That perfect combination was yeah. just great that way. I love that. And that's why I'm always going to be a fan of the Walt era, the Walt yeah, and Roy era. Those, I'm a, I am a vintage the, Disney fan. That's what I love about... And, oh, that's a funny story, but oh, go ahead. I was going to say, that's what I love about when you, when you combine... Two perfect minds of certain areas. For instance, Hanna Barbera. Yeah. William Hanna, Joseph Barbera, they are perfect in their own right. And that one did one thing perfect, the other did the other one perfect. And together, it was just wonderful magic, yeah. as I said before. You get the great. right teams together, yeah. like us. There you uh, go. <laughs> but okay, so here's here's what's funny. And I, I haven't even gotten into our usual host chatter topical things, but uh, so uh, my wife and I, we go and buy ourselves, buy each other a gift for Christmas. And she went and she she wanted to get me some like the funny things. We both got each other pajamas. I got her some fun, warm, warm Winnie the Pooh looking pajamas. Aww. I thought they were adorable. And she did all right. She did fine. She got me some some pajama bottom things with venom on them. Oh, that's fun. But it was a size 44 and above. I'm like, I am not that big around. I'm only like a 39 inch. I have to put I have to buy a 40 and then cinch up a belt on myself to fit. And I'm you know, trying to lose weight. I said, this is entirely too big. And she said, I had to go all the way out to Excelsior Springs to even find this. Um. So I went over to Walmart to see if I could go and exchange the size. And I went and I got, you know, brought it in, uh, got it on a gift card. And I thought, well, if I have to, I'll get on the gift card online and maybe I can order the pajamas. Philip is laughing at something that I'm editing out of the show right now. <laughs> but okay. So he won't be saying anything for a while. I'm going to mute him just in case he busts out laughing uh, when he's ready to talk again. I'll unmute him. Okay. But so I went in. I told you, I told him it was going to be a funny story. I didn't expect him to laugh before I even get to it. But uh, I go around and uh, I find I can't find those pajama things anywhere. But I find a Mickey Mouse shirt. Now I swear I got probably four Mickey's, and most of them are all the same pose because I'm you know I'm a, f- a fan of vintage Mickey. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's he's got either the, the pie eyes with a slice out from like the yes. comic books or the old classic where it's just circle eyes. Yeah, my favorite. Yeah. You know, kind of overly. Yeah. And uh, but you know that typical pose where he's kind of got one heel on the ground sure. with a toe up, but he's kind of leaning. He's got that ornery kind of smile. You can almost hear it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know. <laughs> oh boy. But it's, it's, it. he's not that that. Uh, cleaned up wishy-washy no, whatever no. Mickey that you find in the parks. Yeah. He's old Walt Disney voiced Mickey that's style. That's it. That's what where I'm Where he's ornery and he gets into mischief Aww. and that's why we loved it. Uh, so, But I find another Mickey shirt but he's got a different smile and a different pose. Yeah. 
So instead of buying pajamas, I bought that shirt <laughs> because I needed. I'm, I'm sarcastically saying I needed, needed another Mickey yeah. Mouse shirt. He needed like I need another hole in my head, or like I needed another <laughs> Spider-Man shirt. <laughs> Which one of my Spider-Man shirts? Uh, it's starting to shrink too much, and it, it doesn't fit comfortably anymore. So I'm gonna not, I'm gonna have to retire one of my Spider-Man shirts again. My my joke about me needing another hole in my head. Someone normal can say that. And that's yeah, funny. you actually have had me, some holes in your head. <laughs> I've had so many brain surgeries, and I've got holes all over my head. <laughs> They've been poking holes in you that you can play Connect the Dots. That's it. Okay, my Pee Wee Herman voice is gone. I'm like a, I'm like a pin cushion. <laughs> yeah, you have been a pin cushion. That's it. <laughs> I, I have seen you with the stuff on your head, the suction cups, and everything else. <laughs> that's it. I've got it I've all. I've seen it. Stuff, oh. you know, wires inside your skull, and oh my I, goodness. I even got this place in my head that's puffed up because of the thing they call a what they call that they call a, a, a port mm. hooking up to my deep brain stimulator oh that's oh, what that, that is is that what that okay. yeah. I thought it was but scar it, tissue it, my it goodness. really does look like a pin cushion wow oh my goodness yeah, that's wow. what that is I'm looking at that lump on your head all yeah. differently now because now I understand okay so yeah. that's where they hooked things up for yeah. your wow yeah. I, I look like a Mr. Freeze meets all sorts of other weird mobiles with a, and comic yeah, books. With yeah. some sort of Star Trek alien because yeah. you got weird lumps yeah. in your head. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> that lump is hopefully going to stop them seizures. Yeah. It's it's saving my life, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> we love that. Yeah. So, but all right. So that's our, our not our typical host chatter. But I'll let me get us into our typical host chatter here because you know, and I don't mind if this show runs long. This is our end of the year, end of the month. I'm making up. For for last time, y'all. So you're going to get as much fun with me as you possibly can. So hopefully you've enjoyed this so far of us just rattling on. Because I think we're interesting when we talk. Yeah, well, I hope. But, <laughs> but that's us. Uh, so the first thing, of course, is I always ask the question, what have you been watching? And this is going to become a bit of a review. You finished Hawkeye. I finished Hawkeye, right? Oh, I loved it. And that's what I'm... Yeah. Hawkeye... Uh, now, I remember seeing stuff where people say it, was, it wasn't really matching the ratings they expected. For, I loved it was it. People weren't watching it as much. Yeah. I, I'm hoping it caught on as it went was went along so. and if you haven't watched hawkeye i want to be careful i don't spoil it but it was really enjoyable i actually liked it more than uh, captain america and the falcon me or the falcon me and the winter soldier uh because he became captain america in that one yeah uh it was i think on par with wandavision oh, but me maybe too. maybe even a little better at points wandavision was wonderful creatively oh yeah uh and this was just uh wandavision at the ending it, it kind of uh, i i don't i don't feel like i got the um the climax that I was hoping for, it was still pretty good, but it it felt like it what didn't the climax didn't live up to the rest of the episodes. But Hawkeye, yes, woo! yeah, it it was plus which I just adored the actors in it, and and don't take that weird. I always loved that actors. I just didn't know from what until finally it hit me later on. I was like, where do I know her from? So I looked it up, you know, online and all that. Mm. I love that girl from True Grit, the remake. Oh, you know what? I haven't seen that. I haven't seen the original either. I need. I I I want a copy. I love the original, but I I love the remake too because it's more like the book. And which I read some of when I was young. And I'm not going to mm. say I finished it because I didn't. But I'll Plus, say, you love Jeff Bridges anyway. Oh, Jeff Bridges was so, so great. People say, oh, he wasn't John Wayne. That's what I liked about it. He was the character, but he wasn't trying to be John Wayne. Yeah, because you cannot no, be John Wayne. No, he wasn't trying. And I love Jeff Bridges. But I'm going to tell you something about this girl. As far as the original one, I think she's so. And this is not, a, this is not disrespect to the original actress. I loved this girl in the original in this new True Grit. First of all, she had pigtails. And I got a weakness for pigtails. They, <laughs> I just think they're so adorable. But anyway, for, especially a, a, a young girl. In this case, she's supposed to be. Well, about, that could sound really bad. No, so I let's did, just I say did. you just think pigtails are cute, but I, it's not. Yeah, cute. I don't mean anything bad by that. Yeah, because uh, yeah, that could end up somebody. I could just see her no, somebody taking that sound clip and running off and no, doing something horrible. I don't mean anything bad by right. that. Right. Uh, 
I mean, I'm an uncle. I, I love when my little niece is coming with pigtails. So cute, adorable. He but loves anyways. children in the in the most fatherly uncle way. That's it. Yeah. Well, Every baby case, is your favorite. Oh, I, that's true. That's <laughs> no, for that's true. You just but love babies. You when, just uh, love and hug them. Whenever this um, this movie was on, and I was watching it for the first time uh, of True Grit. This girl was such a good actress, and there's something about her eyes when she was saying stuff. It looked so true from what she was saying, and because in the film she lost her father, and she had to go and do the you know the story too great. No, oh, I've never seen oh, any movie. I know nothing other than she goes to get John Wayne or whatever to go and get vengeance. You've got to watch it. You gotta I know, watch it. and I own a copy. I just haven't you sat down. Watch. Isn't it terrible, oh, dude? You got to watch. Anyway, I know, brother. She's such I know. a great actress. So. When I'm watching, There's a lot of movies I ain't watched yet. I've only got to see a couple things she's done. But I'm watching this actress in Hawkeye. I'm like, man, this is one of the greatest actresses I've ever seen. So I, I go to see who she is, and it says, oh, she was on this and this and this. I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch these other films now because this actress is, I think, is, the, is outstanding. So then I go to see she was on True Grit. I'm like, well, no wonder I think she's outstanding, man. When I walked away from the movie the first time I saw the, the remake of it, I said, she's one of the best actresses I've ever seen in my entire life. Wow, and that's no my joke. Goodness. I mean, it was so good. In fact, if you've ever seen True Grit, oh, you know what? I'm going to shut up because I know Jeremy hasn't. But <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the things that happened in the, in the first uh, remake of, I mean, the original True Grit is something happens to the main girl. Uh, which deals with uh, I can't even say because I don't want to run for anyone. Yeah. Anyway, this actor did such though. a good job um, that when I saw this remake of it and saw how this actress dealt with it, I thought, oh my gosh, it seems so real to me. So the same with this film. Everything that happened, uh, I say film, I mean series of Hawkeye, everything that happened, you can see tears coming up in her eyes. Everything seems so real that the reason why I loved it wasn't even because of Hawkeye himself, but because of the way this actress has brought me in to the film, even from the first scene she's in. So as much as I love Hawkeye, she is what made me really want to watch every single episode. Mm. And then we see the villains. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, that's some good <laughs> villains in there. Ooh. Yeah, and uh, that's the thing. Is, I mean, this this is kind of a rough thing because this is where they're, you know, clearly they're transitioning. They're bringing in Hawkeye's replacement. Yes. We're going to get a new version of Avengers. And we're going to get re the replacements that have actually have been in the comics. Yes. Uh, so this was almost kind of like passing the torch and he's you know I, I do like that we got the introduction to see her going through and wanting to be like him after uh, like in the uh, the alien invasion of the first Avengers film Hawkeye saved her not realizing he'd saved her no he didn't but know. She, how she looked up to him and so she learned archery and martial well, I, arts she wanted to be him uh, so I'm that's that was the interesting their relationship uh, barely even friends, Heroic. you know. It, it, it was because he was a. She thought of him as a hero. Yeah, and he didn't think of himself as a hero no, because. But I love him that way. And it was kind of neat because not only because he had spent time as the Ronin, where this dark side sure. had come out, but also when he stands next to all the other Avengers, he's the guy without powers. So he's like a reverse Batman. And I love Batman. Ronin that no way. one considers Batman the lesser part of the Justice League, no. not even Batman. But I, it made sense, and the way people even responded, the public who wasn't familiar with Hawkeye in the comics, treated him as like, oh yeah, the the arrow guy you yeah. know they didn't care about him yeah. and i like the way that they brought that in it's like he's the one who doesn't feel like he belongs and even he looks to, to natasha his best friend in the whole world 
that she's like amazing and he doesn't feel like he's really much yeah. but yeah he comes throughout the show does these amazing things where does the no look arrow you know bullseye yeah. shots that has nothing to do with the arrows either it has to do with him you know yeah. and he doesn't you know feel like he's all that special but like no you're all, you got a very extreme unique skill set and you know the thing is that this is not a put down to them or, or even a DC really but when I'm watching it, I'm saying okay I know that they had the show called Arrow and all that yeah but a lot of people thought they, Hawkeye was Green Arrow well yeah, oh yeah because they didn't know any better yeah. but I was sitting there watching it thinking after the show Arrow had they used their wisdom they could have made a Green Arrow film and used some of those types of arrows that are in this show because those yeah. things could have been put in a movie and done with special effects like in this film yes because Green Arrow did it first before yeah. I, now I'm not putting down the show at all I'm simply saying is that DC's really missing marks that they could they, have done they've been missing the marks all over the oh, place oh they have because one of the things I always loved about Green Arrow I'm just going to Green Arrow for a second I always loved his arrows even the silly boxing glove one yes because just I kept thinking that stuff, stuff when yeah. I'm watching the show I'm thinking Green Arrow, what what did y'all admit? Okay, look, on his show, he did some fun things. I'm talking yeah. about Arrow now. Yeah, like in later seasons, he finally embraced being the Green Arrow. Yes. And he's quit using just standard arrows and killing. Yes. And he started coming with the creative arrows that, you know, but, capture. and. But by this point, it's still just a run-of-the-mill TV show, and it wasn't yeah. this big epic type of stuff that we're seeing on these miniseries type of shows like this. Disney, you know, of course, knows how to yeah. cash in and, and it's attached to these big movies so everyone's watching. Where on Arrow, it was kind of like, oh yeah, it's like Smallville, which is, it's for you small amounts compared to the big amounts you're going to be watching on yeah. this. You know. And it was, it was even neat to see him having arrows that have pin particles in it. Oh, yes. I that love was that. so great. And they really had Pim. He had Stark arrow heads. I love and, it. Oh, they had a lot of fun with it. And, you know, getting to show her how to make some of these arrows. <laughs> yeah, just so many different things that he was able to fire out and everything. And even marking stuff like that, super dangerous. And I love how, I love how um, there's accidental things. You know, we used to joke around our little comics we used to make when we were young. Things would accidentally go wrong because that's what would happen. Yeah. If you have arrows run of the mill arrows with all sorts of weird stuff that's going to happen and you're not going to always get the right one and that's what happened in this some things just happened by accident some things oh look he accidentally got it right <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that yeah and but yeah overall very entertaining uh made, made a lot of characters interesting and i uh, i don't want to be spoiling anything no, me neither. but yeah. by the end the real big bad behind everything they've connected and they brought Vincent Venafrio back in as the kingpin. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I mean, at he the same time him. that we get, oh, what's, I forget the actor's name. It's Matt Murdock popping up in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Seeing him coming back as Matt Murdock. I forgot his actor's name. Oh, I remember. But it was nice to see him again, which I hope I didn't spoil anything in No Way Home for anybody. But we're going to talk about that later, too. I also like, and I can't recall her name either, <clears throat> very pretty gal um, who played um, the, the sister of, um, oh, oh, dang it. I'm sorry. I can't remember her name. Black Widow. Oh, uh, yeah. The the sister, Natasha's, uh, yeah. not real, but basically sister. Basic sister. Uh, wow. Why am I not thinking of her name now? Yelena. Yelena. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Yelena. Yeah, you you basically meet her in that uh, Wanda film. Uh, not Wanda, hello. Uh, the Black Widow Black film. Black Widow film, yeah. And uh, she gets to pop in and she's kind of, although I guess I've been hearing some stuff that she's not, maybe not going to be a full replacement to a new Black Widow, uh, that they were going to maybe do something different with her, you know, she can pop up. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not sure, but they did a good job bringing they her did. in. It's nice and to see her come along, and I feel like we got a, lot, a bit more character development. What I loved about her was, 
you kind of see her on both sides of the spectrum where she's not a villain, but you understand her yeah. point of view. And yeah, she's, she's a bit of an antagonist, but uh, she's one that could very easily come into your side yeah. if she just understood what had happened because she's very hurt. Yes. And she's being manipulated mm-hmm. by, well, let's just call her Madam Hydra. And I love how she's... I mean, because she's popping up, and I know it's going to be a big thing at some point. I love how she's going back and forth, and she's... Um, <laughs> I love that woman when she's kind of teasing the girl. Yeah. Well, especially when she shows up at her little apartment yeah. and keeps calling her Kate Bishop. Yeah. <laughs> and and she, when I love it when Kate asks her, like, is there a reason you keep using my full name? Yes, later it's Kate Bishop. <laughs> and it's just like, I know how to find you. I can find out your family. I know, you know, it's like, don't mess with me. And then don't I get like, in my way. <laughs> I like the one that you think is the villain that first ends up being kind of a likable guy who would join the hero oh, side. Yes. He ended up being fun. He was so, because he was so flamboyant and just fun. He's like a Good Robin Hood. He was like yeah. a Robin Hood type. Now, he was, he does have something. You know, he was in an illegal black market yes. auction. But compared to some other characters, he was him, not that bad. But you can see him genuinely putting on a mask and joining an Avenger type, you know? <laughs> yeah. You can see him. He, I almost was like, oh, look, we have found ourselves the, uh, oh, what is his name? The, uh, uh, from the Pirates of the, I mean, um, hello, I'm thinking the wrong thing. Princess Bride. Uh, from the Princess Bride, what would they call him? Inigo Montoya. No, Inigo. he no. reminded me like he was trying to be Inigo. Yes, but I'm talking about he could have easily been the new pirate. Uh, <gasps> oh, Dread Pirate Roberts! Dread pirate Roberts, <laughs> you know, look, the Dread Pirate Roberts is now joined the Avengers. A career in piracy, he might get excellent Dread yes, Pirate Roberts. Oh he would. my gosh, <laughs> that oh he would have been cool because he's even with the mustache. Yes. Oh, oh, he could have got you know, the sword. Well, you know, they are making some new Pirates of the Caribbean that are not Jack Sparrow. Maybe he should be in there somewhere. <laughs> he would make a fun pirate. I'd love to see that actor as a pirate disney if you're listening come on i give you permission hire that guy to be in the next parts of the caribbean as make him have him be a pirate somewhere pirate captain he'd be a great well you now do have princess bride involved with disney in the sense that they own the fox yeah, they now own it Dread so. pirate roberts please don't remake it but i've been hearing that they're gonna start they've been talking about remaking you princess bride please don't you can't beat andre yeah, yeah. everybody stop okay hulk hogan is <laughs> yeah you, you, you're just never gonna find the right giant mm-hmm Okay, boss. That's right, boss. That's right, boss. Oh my goodness! All right, so all the so yeah. Overall, if you haven't watched our recommendation, definitely check it out. If you're mm-hmm. thinking, well, Hawkeye wasn't really my favorite Avenger, go watch this movie. It's there's a really good character drama stuff, uh, and it's it's all. I mean, it's very it was very fun to watch up to build up to Christmas because, like, the main thing all Hawkeye wants to do is get home to his family for Christmas. Yes. And things just kind of happen. It has getting a kind his of way. a home alone feeling in a sense. Yeah, he's that. just trying to get home for Christmas. He got all the. It's it's such a good family feel that he he wants to spend time with his family. And I love that. It, it's that realistic thing of like if you're still a regular guy. I mean, you're a great fighter. You're a brilliant archer. You're you're you know really you know all the talents that you have. Do where you can you are an Avenger. Um, but to see that it's done some damage. Yeah, I oh love. Yeah. It. I think oh it's even yeah. the first episode. You realize he's got a hearing aid. I and he says, "Well, what happened to your hearing?" And it flashes back to some stuff that's happened to him in Avengers movies, <laughs> going to crashing through glass and all this horrible stuff that's happened to him. It's like, yeah, he lost the hearing in one ear. I thought it made it kind of brought it real. It made it real. Yes, that's something they never do with Batman. Batman never seems to get the, you know an act from a damage. Well, one thing I like. Well, I guess this is me defending Batman, yeah. but one thing I do like about Batman is sometimes whenever he's home. Uh, in the cave or whatever, and he's going back up. You see, uh, I've seen this before in the comics, but it's not the same when it's a real life person. Yeah. But whenever you see him holding his back 
It's yeah. kind of like, oh, and he's got all these scars and stuff up on him. And you're like, oh, that I kind of like that because yeah. you see that he's taking it. He's taking, he's taking it. some abuse. Yeah. That's one of the things I have liked about the movies. I, and I, I remember even seeing the making of uh, with Batman Returns, mm-hmm. uh, which I believe on one of the Blu-rays that they put it back on there. I remember watching it multiple times the day mm-hmm. of the release. I was watching oh, it too. all day, which is probably why Robert I was so much as we went to the movie with Robert, Robert Urich. Yeah. Yes. But uh, Michael Keaton's there talking to Tim Burton there as a director when he's going to pull the uh, the claw out of his side. Yeah, he's he like, yeah, so maybe be more winded. But you see him actually, uh, are you in pain, sir? Uh, not really. Not really. Uh, yeah. he's, you can hear in his voice michael keaton great actor oh it was but you could hear in his voice like you know that you know i heard a nasty and he fight looks there at that, 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 yeah 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 he's but, a- <laughs> but between that and then also i love in the uh i guess it was the dark knight where you see christian bale's back or whatever and he's got you know these scars yeah. that he's taken from his time of being batman and uh, he even got that, you know, with the dog, and he's stitching himself, and Alfred's like checking him out, you know, with this. this like, it was a big dog, yeah. you know. But you, you, I love that that he's he gets hurt, and I love because. Like, to, to some people who are big Batman fans, they think Batman's just invincible; he could take anybody. No, he's still a man. He's clever and he's mm-hmm. good, but he can be he can and get beaten. Quite honestly, a liar. I mean, which is to say, conniving in the sense that. He will lie and say he everything's fine. He has to lie in order to be Batman. I'm not yeah. justifying lying, of course, yeah. but yeah. I'm saying he has to lie in order to say that he's not Batman. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's just how but it it's, is. It's the, that he, the more, part of what makes Batman cool and Hawkeye cool in this series is the vulnerability that underneath all the skills and ability, just a man. he's still a human. Mm-hmm. And he can be taken out as well as any other person. Which is what I love about Green Arrow, too. Is yeah. There's no superpowers yeah. in there. And, no powers. Oh, and uh, heck, I even watched... Um, that's uh, it's on HBO Max. It's one of their animated, and you've probably watched this. It's uh, I thought it was going to be an entire movie with Shazam and Superman. Uh, it's called The Return of Black I Adam. It. I thought it was going to be a full movie, but it's a series of shorts, and it has one uh, a Green Arrow short in there, and he even talks about it's like, well, you try changing clothes in a, in the back of a car because <laughs> he he suddenly sees something happening, he's got to get into. But it, I, I love it humanizes Green Arrow. Yeah, because uh, just shows like he's the guy who's just some mad skills with that bow and arrow and he can fight and he's just choosing to do and you know do heroic things and that's where we see Kate Bishop as we're meeting her her. this is her kind of her origin thing where she's trained really hard and she's not you know the ace at her stuff she's not like the master of things well the first scene she's still got some learnings you know she's still got a learning curve that she can learn from Hawkeye which was great but you know she's got enough skills and she wants to do the right thing she wants to kind of be some sort of hero has she got being an Avenger in her mind kind of maybe a little bit but she wants to follow in the footsteps of Hawkeye what I love about her in the beginning scene of her in her college or whatever no. And, and she basically is she's showing off. I mean, there's no yeah, doubt about it. She's kind of showing off she, the skills. And I love that she, one minute she's a kid. Then she's not. Then she has these adult-like thinking skills. And well, she's, she's at that right age where you're in between. You're, yeah, she's an in-betweener. Yeah. One minute she's she's very uh, methodical in her thinking, and she can she can take care of things. She, she thinks things through. But... She's very mature too. Yes, and and you can see it working in her head. That's why she's such a great actress. Yeah, I love, she did a good I love, job. She, with I love that. that actress, and she goes back and forth, and and I love it. you can see it in her eyes. You can see all the wheels working, and <laughs> she knows how to how to trick. And she knows, I'm talking about the character now. Yeah, she does some clever roll. things. Like it's funny because she she drives uh, good old Clint crazy. Oh yeah, with she's some very of stuff, but it works. She gets like a crazy idea of like, hey, what if we try doing that? He's like, no, no, don't do that. But she'll go ahead and she'll do it. She'll try stuff, some weird off the wall stuff. It's like. Well, that actually turned out to be a clever idea. So, and he gives credit where credit's due. Yeah. But you yep. can also tell he he thinks her kind of like in a father way. Yeah, and because you can see he has kids a 
about that age. Probably not yeah. quite that old yet. But well, close. yeah, they they would be closer to her age, but they got blinked out for five years. Oh, that's right. That's right. His entire family got blinked, that's which right. is I what drove him that. into becoming the Ronin. He kind of the anger. That's right. Of, I, I didn't know. think that through. That's true. That's true, so. but it's always good whenever, you know, I won't go into the whole thing. I don't want to read anything for anyone. And that's, yeah, I think that's part of what builds some of the, the drama. You want him to get home to his family so bad because you, you feel the five years of loss he's had. Yeah. Of not having his family, and he just got his family back. And I, I love at the beginning, he's there, he's taking his kids to New York, and he's got his list. Oh, we're gonna do a Christmas movie marathon. What do you want to do? He's going asking his kids, What do you want to do? Let's go do it. He wants to spend all this time with his kids and his wife on Christmas, and then stuff happens, mm-hmm. and he gets cut off, and he keeps missing all these things he wanted to do. And all the phone calls he has with his family, like every episode, are just painful. But he's like, I'm trying. I'm going to get back to you. I promise I'm going to be there by Christmas. I'm mm-hmm. sorry I missed this. But all the stuff he's missing that he's had to miss for five years, and he's just, you can tell he's just got so much pain and anger inside of him. Kind but of he's trying to do the right thing. and It's kind of that Steve Martin yeah. thing from Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. Or <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he just wants to get home and see his family. In fact, I mean, it's got a lot of that planes, trains, automobiles feeling even to yeah, the very end. Because he's got the one friend driving yeah. him crazy, but actually, you know what? You're our good friend. And even the ending, in a sense, has yeah. to bring it back. Yeah, it brings her. Oh. Yeah. Well, I don't want to. Okay, no. I better stop before I give yeah. anything. Just in case. But if you haven't watched it, you need to go watch it. We've only been talking about it for the last 20 minutes. You need <laughs> to get on Disney Plus and watch the Hawkeye show. Mm-hmm. It was excellent. And heck, this week. Book of Boba Fett starts this Wednesday. And I'm looking forward to that. Oh, brother. Yes, I've been looking forward to that for a long time now. Me too. Yes, and I can't can't do an impersonation of the new Boba Fett guy. I'm also looking very, very forward to Obi-Wan, but we got a long time for that. Yeah, we got a while for Obi-Wan. All right, so that was the what have we been watching. We went a long way. Uh, I want to jump into what have you been playing? Because this is significant. We didn't mention uh, the Disney cartoon. What Disney cartoon? In, uh, Encanta. That's a movie review. That's oh, much later. I'm sorry. This yeah. wasn't review. This was just what we've been watching. Okay. All We're right. still in host chatter mode. Oh, I'm sorry. The next thing on host chatter, though, is like, what have you been playing? But now this, I find this significant. Uh, I was playing, of course. Yeah, I was still working my way through Red Dead Redemption 2. But I, after watching Spider-Man No Way Home, I was like, you know what? I want to play this Spider-Man game again. I've, I've played through that story, or the story mode, at least three or four times now. In fact, I mean, heck, I, I got the platinum on that game. But I thought, you know what? Let's go and play the story again on uh, Spider-Man uh, for PS4. And I, uh, I find some interesting significance in some of the events in that game uh, when Dr. Octopus uh, in a, you know, almost in a political move because he's got an enemy he wants out of office in Norman Osborn. Uh, and I, he hates that guy. Uh, you know, the philanthropist guy who's become mayor of New York, you know, the, you know, businessman uh, scientist and that he unleashes a plague upon New York. Now I, I noticed some interesting things of what goes on in this. And this, of course, now this is two years before 2020 and COVID happened. Yeah. But I saw some interesting similarities because there's after the Devil's Breath Plague is unleashed by Doc Ock, there were signs that popped up, stay home, stay safe. And everybody's, you know, they've got people in masks. <laughs> they have a, uh, as, as Spider-Man calls them, a fascist uh, totalitarian group <laughs> is now enforcing things on the civilians to follow the rules or be incarcerated. Now, I'm not saying this is parallel, but this is parallel. (laughs) 
Um, I'm not going to get too far into this, but somebody using this and their goal is, of course, to just get somebody out of office and punish him. I don't know of anybody that used a pandemic to try to get somebody out of office. Do you? Uh, as far as I'm going to take that. I, I, I say nothing. I'm not saying anything, but wow, did I find some stuff that's been going on in our modern world in this Spider-Man game. Well, and I would say, uh, despite Spider-Man wearing a mask, he might have been among the no-maskers, you know? Well, Because <laughs> he uh, really had problems with the uh, the people enforcing uh, these what, rules. What was the name of that, that old man villain that, that uh, Spider-Man used to have? That he ended up... Uh, the Vulture? Because <laughs> yeah, he's an old I was guy. Think, I was thinking that. And then also, at one time, there was a character in there who was like in some kind of wheelchair-looking thing. And, but anyway, we'll, we'll say Vulture <laughs> oh, for man. now. Oh, Silvermane. Silvermane. Silvermane, yes. Silvermane. Silvermane. It's <laughs> Silvermane in the city. Come know. on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, but we're not going to dive too far into that because that's not the type of show we are no. for the most part. <laughs> Although, I'm gonna, there's going to be some stuff when we talk about the Matrix uh, Resurrections. It's probably going to sure. go that way because I did uh, try to do some research and stuff because I wanted to see why people uh, were having opinions. Yes. I, I wanted to look in on some stuff. But yeah, so I just found some similarities uh, with playing the Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, but one of the reasons I also wanted to play Spider-Man is... You've got a good Sinister Six in there, which, by the oh, way, yeah. y'all, Philip really outdid himself. He got me some little figures. That's the Sinister Six pack. <laughs> so that's funny why I say that. But it's got like a Spider-Man figure. And they've been like the Kenner, the Kenner style. And that. it has like the original Sinister Six all in the thing. And I got them up on the wall. It's beautiful. Oh, well, so, man. Yeah, some, and you basically, you get a Sinister Six. And they even, I love in the game that it even calls it. Uh, as Doc Ock is putting together, I guess you, you know, I need, I need a team. My Sinister Six. I yes. was like, ooh, yes. I love the fact that you got a Sinister Six in that Spider-Man game. That's what we've always wanted. Well, Exactly. I, I had to and get some that, of the greatest villain boss battles in that game. Oh my goodness! Because you fight them two at a time, and you have to fight Vulture and Shocker at the same time. Oh wow! And then you have to fight Rhino and uh, Scorpion at the same time. Oh wow! Ooh, before you finally get down to uh, one of the newer villains, uh, Mister Negative. Yes. Now, and, uh, in, in that original one, you had Sandman, who was in the movie. Uh, oh, like the old PlayStation. Yeah. No, yeah, but in that in the the. The, I'm talking about the the toys. You had the original Sinister oh, oh, Six. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought we were talking games. No, I'm sorry. You had the original Sinister Six. Yeah. So you had, uh, which was Sandman. Was Sandman, Vulture, Vulture uh, Mysterio, Mysterio, Doc Ock, Doc. of course, leading the charge, mm-hmm. and Craven the Hunter. Craven the Hunter. Now, I was sitting mm-hmm. there thinking that all of them have been in movies, except for Craven the Hunter. Craven needs to be in a movie. And I was thinking, man, it wouldn't be that hard now for them to put them all together. It, it, yeah. I would love to see that. That would be great. Yeah. And, you know, I've even said for a long time, and I, I like... Uh, no, all right. A lot's been said about that uh, Spider-Man Three game that it wasn't really that great. But one thing I did enjoy as a good aspect is that's they kind of brought the lizard in as a villain, mm-hmm. and they were able to bring Craven the Hunter in as somebody who's hunting this lizard. Oh, now I and I've said it many times to you in conversation. I would love to see when they introduce the lizard into the movies. What I would like to have seen is not only the lizard, but having Peter knowing that that's Doctor Connors and he wants to save him. Yes. And then have Craven the Hunter, who just sees the lizard as something to hunt and kill. Yes. So you have this this whole thing where Spidey is having to fight the lizard because the lizard will kill him, but also trying to fight Craven and stop Craven from killing the lizard because he really wants to turn him back into Doctor Connors. Mm-hmm. That would have been a fantastic story. But you know, and we did get a lizard already. Mm-hmm. But now we could get a new lizard in this universe. Yes, we could. We could bring the lizard in and Craven the Hunter. So there's still a chance. All right, Disney, Marvel Studios, are you listening to me? Are you hearing me? 
I would love to see that do something with that story. Have the lizard and Craven coming to hunt the lizard with him. And we even have, we'll get into this later, but we have definitely established a very Peter Parker Spider-Man thing where if he can save them, he will. And he sacrificed everything trying to save them in this new movie. And that would be the perfect thing to follow up where he gets, he comes across a lizard and, and he will know this lizard because he's also supposed to be, he's now supposed to be college age. He can meet Dr. Kirk Connors and he's now come across a lizard from a, from the multiverse. He will know a lizard is, you know, Oh, that's Dr. Connors. And so you've already got a way for him to know that he wants to try to save him again. And then you can have Craven the Hunter show up and always getting in the way because Craven wants to kill him. You could do this in a movie. It could happen. I was trying to think of That'd be so who great. you could get to play Craven. There were several Ooh, people. Coming. The Rock. The Rock was the one Rock. that went through my mind. Mm-hmm. And because he's, uh, as far as looks go, he's almost a perfect combination. I'm talking looks and everything yeah, he's else. Yeah, got, he's got a good skin tone for Craven. He does. It, he could, because he could be anything. I'm, I'm, he's, you know. Anything. If he can learn to speak with maybe a little bit of an Russian accent oh, a little bit, I bet he could. I think he could do it. And he's got the build. You should believe him to be Craven the Hunter. He, he's got to be somewhat Heck built. Because yeah. yeah. I'm thinking oh. him. And, oh, we've already got Stallone as somebody. But I was going to say uh, that look Stallone could have, even though he's older. But uh, but yeah, he's already going to be somebody anybody. anyway, remember? Because he's yeah, already. Sylvester Stallone is yeah. uh, and he's a very significant uh, character in the Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy franchise. Yeah, that's right. Still waiting for that third movie, too. It should be coming soon. But The Rock could do it. The Rock would be great. Yeah, I think he'd be really good. He is indeed. Plus, I would love to see him as a villain. Uh, and Black Adam well, is somewhere well, else. We're going to see yeah. him. Uh, and he could do both. He could be the first one to do, well, not the first one necessarily, but he could do both. Um, I think so. I think yeah. he could do both on both universes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe so. That'd I mean, heck, you got Batman as the Vulture, man. Yeah, that's right. That's and right. We're looking to see him very soon in the Morbius movie. That's right. I would <laughs> love to see it. will be back. Oh, man, I guarantee it. Waiting to see it. Waiting to see it. Yeah. I would love it. So, yes. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I don't know how much you've gotten to play it, but while we're talking about stuff you've been playing, you've got the Jurassic Park yes. Evolution 2. Yes, I did. And which, when we're done with this, I want to check it oh, out. Oh, I was going to let you. Now, the, the fact is, is, it's a lot of fun. What I've played of it. Uh, but I... I didn't know I was supposed to build fences and all that first. I was so excited to get to yeah, pick you, you up knew a dinosaur. You, you could, you just didn't know if you should. Well, yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. Speaking of which, you have the narration of Jeff Goldblum, or at least someone sounds identical. Oh. I'm pretty sure it's him. And then you have someone who does sound like um, oh, I can't think of his name right now. The uh, McCann. Um, oh, uh, anyway. <laughs> the old man uh, Hammond Hammond but yeah. what's the actor's name I don't remember right uh, oh my goodness and he passed away such a long time yeah, ago yeah great actor um, but I can't think of his name wow and I was just thinking about the other day because he actually made a really good Santa Claus and Miracle on 34th Street he did and he was also um, he was also on The Great Escape oh and, really yeah, I, he, I haven't seen that movie I need yeah, to watch that he one was too. just a great actor but I can't think of his name uh, anyway wow he was uh, people are yelling at their, their rich or something anyway um he was really great, but he, they, someone that sounds very similar to him is also doing some on oh, there. Cause you can nice. have different, uh, basically settings. Like you can either do Jurassic world, you can do different sets of I that. I would love to just do this Jurassic park. Yeah. And, and that's what I did because yeah, I, brother. when you start off on that, you have, uh, please Jeff, tell me the music is in there. Jeff Goldblum is talking. You have that original music the and it shows, oh. and it shows the cars, <laughs> the green cars, with the little, you know, brown stuff explorers. on there. Yes. Oh. And, and it says, you know, uh, something about you having complete control and it shows, 
if you if they if you don't have a control over it, it shows the also the T Rex coming through, and you're, you're like, oh, it's awesome. Anyway, I was setting you're things checking up. Fences for weaknesses. Yeah, my problem was I didn't have the fences up and everything, and so I had this one dinosaur, and I didn't have the fences up, so he fell off a cliff and died. <laughs> so I had to have all my fences set up, and yes, you have to feed them or they'll you die. T- yes, you got to take care of your animals. So it's like having a zoo, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like a, a parking simulator, but yeah, it's, it's dinosaurs. It's fun. So I'm gonna. So far, I haven't done much with it because there's a lot going on Christmas yeah, and all, yeah, but yeah, yeah. so far, so good. Really, really fun. Indeedy. And sooner or later, I will start playing I, I, my new game. I got Control, uh, which I think is a PS4 exclusive. What's it called? Control. Control. And uh, I, I didn't, you know, it's one of those games that came out of kind of nowhere to me. Uh, sort of like there's something else. Uh, I think it's a PS5 exclusive, the reverse, or like the reversal. I think it's a newer game, but Control, it's like uh, you're playing as this woman who's part of a, a kind of a paranormal, um, I don't know how to explain it, but they're like a paranormal agency where they investigate paranormal stuff, uh, and it's like a government thing, uh, but something goes wrong in their headquarters, but she's got like telekinetic powers, but it's it's like a mixture between an action game and a bit of a horror game because some scary paranormal stuff is happening too. And I played a little bit. It was uh, on a streaming when it came out because they they wanted to get people to try it to say, hey, we've got something special here. But it's one of those games where if they don't know it's out there, they don't know that they want to buy it. And I've been kind of looking forward to giving this a shot. And I found it. It's right now. It's on a holiday sale for eleven ninety nine. You get the ultimate bundle. And I got to use some Christmas money that some of my in laws gave me. And I've bought that for myself. That I also got the the Land Shark of Masters of the Universe because it was on sale at Target. So <laughs> I had to get some more stuff. So I'm looking forward to giving that a try. But I should probably finish Red Dead Redemption too. But that's a long and big game. My goodness. But you'll love that. You'll have fun with that. Yeah, I got to play me some Jurassic Park. So, alrighty. Well, um, I think it's time we actually get into some regular content here. We've been having fun just having talking. Hopefully, y'all have been having fun with us because uh, I don't have any actual news stuff, but uh, we do have some stuff on the trailer park. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Now the gator? Give me that sugar. Come here. Oh, get him, Mom. Oh. Get that gator. Oh. Ah. The Neverland Trailer Park. Now, hopefully, when uh, you saw Spider-Man No Way Home, you stayed till the very end of the credits. Because there was a very special look at Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Cast that spell. It's too dangerous. Why? We tampered with the stability of space-time. The multiverse is a concept about which we know frighteningly little. Your desecration of reality. was the only way. But I never meant for any of this to happen. Later, you'd show up. I made mistakes, and people were hurt. I'm not here to talk about Westview. I'm glad she's apologetic. I need your help. With what? What do you know about the multiverse? I'm sorry, Stephen. 
you understand? The greatest threat to our universe. Is you. Things just got out of hand. Now, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, they're talking about it's going to be scary. It is fun. May 2022. Uh, now, let me grab into the description here. It's I'm uh, having to use my laptop uh, touchpad. So it takes me a little more time to get this stuff. What does it say about this movie? Well, not a whole lot. It's just the multiverse is a concept about which know frighteningly little. Watch the official teaser for Marvel Studios' Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness only in theaters May 6th. So you not a lot of information given on Marvel's My official YouTube birthday. channel. My birthday. Well, looky there. You can take him out for his birthday. Won't happen. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't take that that chief of police. <laughs> no, I love that man. Yeah, but it uh, looks very, very interesting. But yeah, they were talking about that this is going to be kind of almost almost a Marvel horror movie. It's going to be well, scary. You know, that could actually open some doors because you remember, Jeremy, they used to have that. The uh, I don't remember what they called them now, but it was like a, a frightening, almost a horror type of um, of Marvel stuff. There. Yeah, they did have horror comics. Yeah, they did. They were and doing do Dracula. Remember, do you remember, though, stuff? at one point in time that they actually had... A scary version of things, and they even had even Punisher was on it for a time because they did this really stupid thing where we had like this glowing red uh, eyes, and they had this weird symbol on it. Said huh. only happened for a short time in the early millennium, late nineties. But I was glad they got rid of that because Morbius or somebody helped him. And anyway, but but Morbius, and even though that's done by a different company at the moment, still Morbius fit into that, and uh, uh, Daredevil fit into that, mm. and a few others because it was a very dark. Well, was that part of the Marvel Knights? Marvel Knights, thing? That's it. yeah. Because I've, I've got the Spider-Man Marvel yeah, Knights stuff, yeah, of course, because it was Spider-Man. Because they did a, a kind of a darker Daredevil, yeah. and Spider-Man was allowed to have his you know, face punched in, and mm-hmm. they, they would deal with the fact that uh, he'd have to take multiple Tylenol or whatever, yeah. aspirin, because you know, like the day after, to you know, and Venom when he started kind of going not good guy necessarily, but kind of. Uh, well, because Punisher. You, you you have a lot of the symbiote itself trying to do its own stuff. Yeah, and Punisher obviously fit into this because yeah. a very oh, yeah. dark side. Daredevil. Moon Knight, I think. Yeah, I think Moon Knight was part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have these people who are really kind of the Prowler sometimes because mm-hmm. he was sometimes went back and forth. Yeah. So what Prowler was sometimes, uh, Vigilante was the word I was looking for. Yeah. The Punisher was really the very first who fit into that very, very well. And yeah, because Batman would be—I would call him a crime fighter. Yes, uh, yeah. People talk about him being a vigilante, but really, Punisher fit that more than anyone else because he was—he was exercising judgment. Yes. He was killing, and he was a villain when we first saw him. Yeah, fighting uh, Spider-Man. Somebody saw, told him Spider-Man was guilty of something, and yes, he went after Spider-Man. It wasn't until the seventies, and then big time in the eighties. When he really became the vigilante that we knew because they had miniseries. I remember my brother, we kind of accidentally got him. Um, they had a miniseries at Aldi's of all places. <laughs> they, they came in these packages and there was a miniseries about him being in a, a becoming, a, well, his, his origins about his family getting killed. Mm, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. They, they had a, a deal about him. And this goes back to Frank Miller, a lot of it. 
uh, and it had a lot about him being in Vietnam. And I yeah. gotta tell you, I loved it because you at that time Vietnam, you know, Rambo, all that stuff. Mm. You could understand it a lot. Like, yeah. okay, yeah. a lot of this has gone back to his mind. It's stuff he can't help in some ways, and he was heroic. Disorder kind yeah. of, you know? and it was heroic in a sense that even though. It wasn't necessarily right. He was killing murderers and, yeah. and drug dealers. He was going after the bad guys, and he still does. That's exactly right. I punish the guilty. I'm going to tell you something yeah. now. Now, say what you will about this. I apologize if I'm stepping on toes. But if it was nowadays, and he saw people burning down stuff in the cities, he wouldn't abide it. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't. <laughs> I can't abide that. He wouldn't. He wouldn't abide I it. punish the guilty. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's... Despite talking about all the other stuff, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, yes. which we get to see Baron Mordo is yes. coming back. I look forward to, to cause it. Trouble. And I like the actor that got playing Mordo. He was really oh, good. Yes. And I love that he was a friend. That's one of the things that's great when you get, uh, I mean, say what you will about the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern thing. But even with the animated Green Lantern, where I love Sinestro being the person who's kind of taking and showing how the ropes before he's going to become his greatest oh, enemy. Yes. And there you go. Mordo, I love. He's teaching Stephen Strange mm-hmm. some of the way. He was helping teaching him. And he's going to become one of his greatest enemies. Yes. Woo. Woo-hoo. So, all right. But let's go on. Speaking of Harry Potter 20th anniversary, HBO Max brought him back. Think of that powerful memory. <laughs> Make it the happiest you can remember. It feels like no time has passed and loads of time has passed. Now, a lot of the sets they keep around for tours, and I think that's what they use. To sit down with everyone and reminisce. The thing that scared me the most was the implication that the most meaningful thing in our life was done. And there's something so joyous about seeing everyone and be like, there wasn't, though. One of the highlights of my part was when I had to pretend to be Hermione, pretending to be Bellatrix. I don't like to be kept waiting. I've still got the teeth, actually. I'll put them in if you want. <laughs> my sister has children who are then around 10, 11, 12. And I said, Martha, I don't know about this Voldemort. What? You're being asked to play Voldemort? Yeah! You've got to do it! <laughs> so glad he did. Personally, I am without so many people here. It's a very overwhelming thing because I've watched you grow up and I've seen kind of every stage of your life. When things get really dark and times are really hard, there's something about Harry Potter that makes life richer. It's a strong bond that we'll always have. We're family and we will always be part of each other's life. Oh, that's sweet. Yes, indeed. New Year's Day, Harry Potter 20th anniversary return to Hogwarts. It's less than a week. This in a week, yeah, buddy. See, I've got this planned out. New Year's Eve, we're going to stream and watch all of Cobra Kai season four. Yeah. And then New Year's Day, we're going there back we go. to Hogwarts, brother. Sounds good, man. I, I, I have my plans. There you go. I know. So, yes, definitely looking forward to that. Getting to see, you know, of course, we know what some of the actors have done. You know, Emma went to school in sure. California and, and came out very left. But <laughs> that's typical of Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, yeah and uh, Daniel, being uh, the uh, atheist that he is, has found some really weird and interesting projects that he's been a part of, including uh, well, this one with he had horns. And it's, sure. yeah, he's done a lot of movies that I didn't want to see. Uh, Rupert Grint, I'm not sure what he's been up to because he had great comedians. 
comedic timing yes, and something. And I, I expect that maybe in Britain, maybe he's done some comedies. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to see what he's been up to. Do you to. know what I do for people? You, you know, right? I have gotten to see some of these people at conventions and talk sure. about what they've done. Do you um, know what I do for people? Fun. Do uh, with, with actors and things? It's the way I do with people because I was thinking they are people. Yeah, regular people. They are people. And uh, not just characters. I actually pray for them. I'm, yeah. I'm a pastor, as you know. Uh, I pray for everybody. I, it doesn't matter if I agree with them or not. I pray for them because I love them. And uh, I love all people. That's what the, you call agape love, godly loving everybody. Yeah. That's a filial love. I yeah. pray for everybody. Um, and so I always hope the best for everyone. Doesn't matter who they play. I, I want the best for everyone. So uh, I always love to see these kinds of reunions of things. Yeah. It's nice it's, to it's, come it's, together it's share like, their memories. As silly as it may sound, it's almost like a, almost like a family reunion. You get to, yeah. oh, there's my buddy. You They're know? almost like old friends. Yeah, it's like, know? so whenever someone passes uh it, it hits it hits me uh especially yeah. when i'm really emotional uh, a few years ago when i had one of my brain surgeries it for some reason at that point i found out while i was in the hospital because i was in there at that point just a week um but uh or two weeks i there were several people i loved who all passed away i don't recommend me in one of them mm, yeah they all oh. died at the same time yeah uh, that one a couple one of my favorite eagles guys you know and, and oh the, yeah the, um, yeah what's his name yeah um oh uh Dwight Dwight Fry, I want to say uh, that. That's wrong. That's Glenn wrong. Fry. Glenn but Fry. They yeah. all, all these people died all at once. I was like, oh my heavens, they're all gone. But yeah. anyway, it's funny that whenever I uh, lose someone I care for, I was like, man, they, they, it seems like family, even though they're not, but they, right. they feel like it. <laughs> yeah, because they, you know, they're part of your life. It's, it's mainly it's those characters that have been. Because you learn stuff from characters. Yeah, you do. You and and when you kind of spend a long time when the characters are around in a franchise or a television series for a long time, they mean something to you because mm-hmm. you've spent so much time of your life kind of with that character. Well, even with Glenn Fry, for instance, or yeah, or especially with your music, bands and stuff, yeah. their music because they go on for so long. It's helped me for so many. You times. grow up with some of this music, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So you care. Well, you know, it's exactly like Glenn Fry, for instance. A couple of his songs helped me to this day and always will. And you know, take it easy. You know, that his buddy and him wrote that yeah <laughs> so take it easy that's it <laughs> all right but so yes harry, that's coming up of course i don't think we have to talk too much harry potter we'll get into a lot of it now this is something i hadn't heard of before but it looked kind of cute and i guess it's based off a book coming to theaters april 22nd it's called the bad guys and this is basically all the fairy tale villains yeah suddenly deciding we don't have to be so evil anymore kind of something you and i used to joke around about <laughs> yeah hey you get over here Oh, I know what it is. You're afraid because I'm the big bad wolf. The villain of every story. And this is the crew, Miss Tarantula, Mr. Shark, Mr. Piranha, Mr. Snake. Everyone copy. Copy, 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 copy. We're the bad guys. It's crime time, baby. Shark. We need a distraction. Do I get to improvise? Fine, please be subtle. I'm having a baby! (laughs) Is there a doctor? Or perhaps several security guards that could leave that post and help me! Well, it's funny is it's a shark in a dress there. be anything more than criminals. But these are the cards we've been dealt, so we might as well play them. Here, let me help you. Are you okay, ma'am? Thank you, dear. You're such a good boy. Wait, what? I'm the bad guy. Now, what's fun, what you're not saying is his tail starts wagging. Oh, good, yeah. So he yeah. got a good boy. Because he's still a canine. be like if the world wasn't scared of us? Never going to happen. Guys, we're going to go good. I recognize that voice. Did you get hit on the head? You villains have an image problem. You need a makeover. 
Well, there goes our street cred. Well, I'm tired of being an outcast. Maybe I don't want to be a... What? A bad guy? You're going to have to choose between your friends or the good life. They're the only friends I have ever had. You have a chance to write your own story. What have you got to lose? I don't know. My dignity? Yeah, well, that ship has already sailed. So you're a tough guy. Like a really rough guy. That is an animal testing lab with helpless guinea pigs. I'll rescue them. You've never volunteered. I already recognized by three or four voices on there. <laughs> oh. Come on, Snake, open up. Relax. Oh. These doors are complicated. <laughs> Snake! Are you kidding me? We're supposed to save them, not eat them? Well, I'd say they've gone to a better place. In theaters this April. Now, this is, I think this is well timed because you got stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy out there where you've got basically the criminals who are trying to change and do good things. And that's pretty much what this is. And it's, I love this, it's the big bad wolf, but it's all these different animals snake, a spider, mm, shark. I recognize some voices on yeah. there. Well, that's, I, I bet the voices will be listed if I go down below for the show more. And just got to give me a second because it's a touch bad and it's harder to work than my mouse would be. Uh, oh, well, it doesn't really have a whole lot. Oh, now here it is. New action comedy from DreamWorks Animation based on the New York Times bestselling book series. A crackerjack criminal crew of animal outlaws are about to attempt the most challenging con yet, becoming model cinnamons. Cinnamons. Citizens. Citizens. <laughs> Never have there been five friends as infamous as the bad guys. Dashing pickpocket Mr. Wolf, Academy Award winner Sam Rockwell, mm. also for known from uh, he's known for three billboards outside Ebling, Missouri. Sam Rockwell, if I, um, when he in... Um, He's been in a lot of stuff. Because wasn't he Guy in Galaxy Quest? Yeah. Yeah, and he was also uh, in Iron Man 2 as, um, you know, the, the, the one dude. Not from AIM, but the other company that's always a pain in the neck. Ah. And that been, is Sam Rockwell, if yeah, I'm thinking right. Yeah. He's been a lot of things. He's been a lot of stuff. But yeah, so I mean, he was, he's, uh, he's, he's he was actually, entertaining. He was actually the terrible killer in Green Mile. Oh yeah, I only saw that movie once. That's who. That's rough to watch. He's going to be a villain in this one. Which one they got? Yeah. I've recognized a few other voices. Uh, we've also got seen it all. Safecracker, Mister Snake, with Mark Maron from Glow. Currently, mm -hmm. Mark Maron, I think, has been in a lot of other oh, stuff he's as great, well. Great actor. Uh, Chill Master, disguised Mister Shark, Craig Robinson uh, from uh, The Office. Mm -hmm. Indeed, he do. And short fused muscle, Mister Piranha, which is Anthony Ramos from In the Heights. I'm not sure, familiar with him. And sharp tongue expert hacker, Ms. Tarantula, which is guess who? Aquafina, she's back again. AKA mm -hmm. <laughs> also known as Webb is apparently in this. Aquafina is just like popping up everywhere. And I'm, I, I've heard some people say, I'm kind of getting tired of her. She's everywhere. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes she's actually entertaining and sometimes she's not. Yeah. I'm comparing the difference between she was actually really good in Shang-Chi. I liked her there, but she's really annoying in Rie and the Last Dragon. Uh, but we'll see. You know, she's. I like I, her, I, it's, I, sometimes I do. Uh, I think her name is a little silly. I'm, if I if I own that water company, I'd be suing the snot out of her that she's grabbed. But maybe she wasn't. Maybe she was given that name by cruel parents. I don't know. I don't know how you get that. But uh, it says. But after countless heists and being the world's most wanted villains, the gang has finally caught Mr. Wolf brokers a deal that he has no intention of keeping to save them all from prison. The bad guys will go good under the tutelage of their mentor, Professor Marmalade, which is Richard Iode. I don't know from Paddington Two, an arrogant but adorable guinea pig. The bad guys set out to fool the world that they've been transformed. Oh, I thought they were really trying to go legit. Maybe they're going to go legit by accident. 
Along the way, though, Mr. Wolf begins to suspect that doing good for real may give him what he's always secretly longed for, acceptance. So when a new villain threatens the city, can Mr. Wolf persuade the rest of the gang to become the good guys? This also co-stars Zazie Beetz from Joker, Lily Singh from Bad Moms, and Emmy Award winner Alex Bornstein from The Marvelous Ms. Maisel. And uh, it's classic books written by Aaron Blaby. Uh, so, yeah, this I didn't know anything about this until I saw this trailer the other day. I was like, that kind of looks fun. I like it. I want to watch me, it. It reminds me of the stories I used to write, write around on. I never got to, to do much with them. But remember, I used to have the thing about evil. Yeah, we were, we were going to try to do a web series of evil and have all these villains living in one village. So yeah, I may idea. still do something with that. That's a, that's a lot of fun. Evil. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it's just like, imagine like Voldemort and Skeletor and Darth Vader were neighbors. We're going to do this. We've got to take that part out. <laughs> evil. Welcome evil. to evil. Oh, goodness. So that comes, uh, did I say April? Yes, I mm-hmm. believe so. April. So I'm actually looking forward to that. Now, uh, this is a different kind of trailer because this is a game. Gollum is getting his own oh, game. Oh, wow. That'd be fun. And I thought I would bring it up here. I don't know if there's any dialogue in this. Maybe there is. Don't let them see us, precious. They'll find us. They'll see us. The Untold Story coming to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series XS, Xbox One, Steam. Now, this is just a little nice cinematic trailer. It's kind of an announcement. This was done at uh, the Game Awards happened here no, recently. No, is it got, um, I can't think of his name right now. None of the actors from the movie. Oh, okay. this, this is not based off films. Yeah. This is uh, recently in a Warner Brothers games. Yeah, they, I believe it's Warner Brothers, or maybe it's uh, EA. Um, they've, been, they've been making a couple of Lord of the Rings games, The uh, Shadow of Mordor. And stuff like that. I've well, and it's based on a lot of the game engine that uh, drove the Arkham games with the combat. Uh, I still haven't finished the first one. Now, there's two of those: hmm. Shadow of Mordor and I think Shadow of War might be the other one. But you're actually getting an untold story, and I, d- I don't think they've pulled really any of this out of the actual stuff. But uh, the character you play as is actually someone who becomes one of the Ring Wraiths in that game. Oh, and this is trying to fill in the gap of Gollum because uh, he's in the. He's inside the Misty Mountains in those caves where there's a lot of goblins in there. And so they're kind of filling in some, a story there that he lives in there. And now he, we know that he's eaten some orcs because they don't taste very good, do they, Precious? <laughs> uh, he's eaten a few. Uh, that's gross. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's the idea. It's like how he's lived in there in those caves for so long that are so full of goblins and whatnot. Um, so there was some open area to come up with some story of what happened to him in between getting the ring and uh, losing himself and no longer really being Smeagol. The one thing is having him talk to himself where he's still Smeagol and Gollum, I guess if you go early on, he might still have that, but he lost the Smeagol part of himself until Frodo calls him Smeagol, and then he suddenly remembers, that was my name. Because he he loses himself. And even at the beginning of The Return of the King, he talks about we even forgot our own name. Yeah, that's right. He does. He loses himself, and he reverses himself, and the ring is his we. 
he gets his golem and it's the ring because the ring talks to him as we know it whispers in the voice of Sauron <laughs> you're deep in it son <laughs> oh yes so you know having him talk to himself between Smeagol and Gollum is something that's just popularized because it happens in Lord of the Rings but that doesn't really happen until he gets back some of his Smeagol self because he loses himself to the power of the ring the ring just takes him over and makes him Gollum Gollum you're scaring me Gollum so uh, let's see do, do we know when this is coming out let me Scroll down just a little bit. Uh, yeah, because yeah, the Game Awards had a lot of different things. Uh, it's coming 2022. I don't know if we know exactly when. Uh, no, we don't know when, but there's a Golem game coming next year is the plan. All right, what next have we got here on our list of trailers? I told you we had a lot of them, y'all. Yes, we do. If you listen carefully enough, the past whispers to you. Ah. We're here to see Albus Dumbledore. That would be my brother. Good music. We know it is coming undone. Grindelwald is pulling it apart with hate. If we're to defeat him, you'll have to trust me. This is the team that's going to take down the most dangerous wizard in over a century. A magizoologist, this indispensable assistant. Wizard descended from a very old family, a school teacher, and a muggle. Dumbledore asked that I give you something, Jacob. Are you kidding me right now? Who wouldn't like our chances? To save the world, are we? Things are not quite what they appear. Swivel, but delicately. I'm swiveling, I go swiveling. points to Hufflepuff. Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Can I? Mm-mm. Very dangerous. It's very powerful. We've got in the wrong hands, you know. Mess you up. Where did you get it? Look out for Christmas. <laughs> April 2022. Now, all right, let's discuss. There's two big, giant elephants in the room. Uh, now, there was... 
Yeah. There was, of course, some controversy. Yes. Uh, Johnny Depp was being accused of stuff by Amber Heard, who All had been uh, his ex-wife. Turned out she's a, she's a lying son of a gun. Um, but it's it kind of did some damage to Johnny Depp's reputation What's to where they didn't right. want to continue. Yeah. And uh, Johnny Depp can be a little over top, but I thought he was great as Grindelwald yes. in the in that last film. You know, and I really, li- I, if they were going to have to go to somebody else, I would like Colin Farrell. I love Colin Farrell. Yeah, me too. But... Mads Mickelson, I love that because Mads Mickelson as a villain, I've enjoyed him since Casino Royale. Yeah, oh, he's a great. Actor. He's great at playing. Even in Rogue One, he's such a great the, character. Uh, I love Rogue One. He wasn't really a bad guy. I don't want to jump too deep into it. The only thing that I I am irritated at Warner Brothers for in this situation is, I, I believe Warner Brothers does this, don't they? Yes, that's Warner Brothers. The only thing I'm irritated about is that they they're not getting rid of her. And the, oh, in the Aquaman films. Yeah, yeah. They're not getting rid of her, and they've gotten rid of him. Yeah. I don't want them to get rid of her. I, I don't think they should. I, I don't think it should have anything to do with her movies. I don't think it should have anything to do with his. I think that he yeah. should be able to stay, and she should well, be able to stay. The weird thing is, is Johnny Depp was still on set as a consultant for the character. Yeah, that is odd. That is weird, because it's like they want to keep her relationship, and Johnny Depp is apparently just kind of okay and understanding, but I, you know... It's just it's a, that kind of personal stuff should have nothing to do with it yeah. in all reality. Unless it, he, he actually did, had done a crime and he he hadn't. He yeah. hasn't I think he got accused of he some got, horrible things, but it wasn't true. That's but he point. managed to go and prove that no, uh, didn't do it. But she's done some stuff. And in fact, they even had recordings of it. Yeah, he had the know. audio, and I'm glad he's able to. Oh, protect praise himself. God! Yeah. I, I know what it's like, folks. I know what it's like to be accused. Yeah, and but I don't want to sit on this for long. No, I don't. I, but really I don't. know what it's like to be accused. And all I can say I is talk about the movie. All I can say is is that um, it's sad that people will do that, but it, it can literally hurt, and I don't mean in a physical sense, but it, maybe, but it can physically, I mean, uh, it can hurt your career, and it's sad that they can and do that. And your mental that. health, I guess. Yeah, oh, too, yeah, emotionally know? it can yeah. hurt you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so at least, uh, and I'm hoping that at least in his career, uh, that there'll be other people who give him a chance, because oh, yeah. I'm not saying he's the greatest guy on earth. I'm not saying oh, that at all. I've not seen the last things. of Johnny Depp. Oh, I can no. promise you that. He's a great actor. Yeah. Uh, the other elephant in the room and that people have brought up is that you have a muggle in Jacob who we, we don't know what's up with the wand that Dumbledore has to give him. Sure. But they do talk about in the seventh book and the seventh and eighth films that uh, if a muggle was to have a wand, the wand has enough magical properties that you could manage to probably pull some stuff. So maybe the right wand in the hands of a muggle, he might be able to do something to protect himself a little bit. Mm. Don't know if he learns how to do some stuff. We'll see what that is. But a lot of people were bringing up that this seems to be J.K. Rowling changing some of her rules because a muggle should not even be able to see Hogwarts. But now, see, here's the thing. And you even have a line in the third film, third book. Uh, well, muggles just don't see these things, do they? Now, see, a squib is the same thing as a muggle. What's the difference between a squib and a muggle? They know that this stuff exists. Ah. That, to me, is why they can see stuff. Because if you know it's there, you'll notice it. Now, Jacob has become more like a squib because he knows he has seen it. Yeah. So he knows this stuff exists. So if they take him to Hogwarts, suddenly he can see that Hogwarts exists. Well, it's kind of like that to me. So I don't have a problem with that. But some people were like trying to fuss about that. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah, see, if if you were an average muggle, you didn't know it was there. Magic works where you wouldn't notice it. But it's the old saying: seeing is believing, mm-hmm. or believing is seeing. So he doesn't see it to believe it. He believes it. Because, so, yeah, well, of course, it. he saw it to believe it, but now that he believes it, he can see it. Yeah. Because he did see magic, so he knew it was there, it's but kind of like that, scene that belief from, has enabled him to see like all the things. you're saying, like that scene from Minnie Jones' The Last Crusade, where he did, you know, he uh, 
couldn't see that bridge. Right. But, but once he had he stepped, to step in faith. Now he stepped in faith and he saw it was there the whole time, but now he sees it completely. Yeah, yeah. He knows it's there. Yeah. And, you know, Jacob has seen magic, so he believes it all. So he's ready to be able to see stuff that muggles and non-mages would not normally see. They would just kind of ignore it because that's the way magic Plus, works you know, in the The great world. thing is, is when you're the writer, you can change things to yeah. your own. Not, 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 I'm not talking about going against what you said, but you say, oh, yeah, but what I meant was. And you could do that. It's you're the writer. She just adds that extra detail that we just didn't yeah, know yet. Yeah, a little spice. Because there was people <laughs> that were upset finding out that uh, um, Credence, when he found his real name, that he is a brother of the Dumbledore. There were people upset at that. It's like, well, you didn't mention it before. Would you want her to not introduce anything new when she tells you a new story? Yeah. Come on, people. So what, though? She introduced something new that you just didn't know. Just because it wasn't mentioned in the other books doesn't mean it can't have existed. Exactly. She just didn't use it as part of the story. So I've enjoyed that series. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this. People do that all the time with things. A lot of historical things. Truthful things they do all the time because yeah. they didn't know about it. doesn't mean it's not true. Right. So that's coming up this April. I'm excited. I've not only watched the movies and bought the movies, but they, they released the screenplays because J.K. Rowling is writing these herself. I've collected them as books in the series. Now, I also oh, own yeah, a copy fun. of The Cursed Child, but Rowling didn't write it. And to me, that's that's I didn't like it at all. I don't consider that part of the canon. I didn't see, I didn't uh, read that. Uh, what, what is what's The Cursed Child. That is the, the, the play that they were doing in England, which I think oh. is coming to the States. I, it really screws Who, up it, everything. Who's it about? Uh, it's about his kids. Oh, okay. And what they did is they took one little throwaway bit where his son is like, well, what if I am put in... Uh, in um, I remember um, that. Wow. The, the Slytherin. Slytherin, yeah. Wow, that just went the, right on my head. So, what if I put yeah. in, so they took the idea, what if he did go into Slytherin? Yeah, trying to make a Darth Vader out of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's, and they go and they, they time travel and they screw up everybody's story that you know. Yeah, that's dumb. And I, yeah, I did not like it. Did not like it. Okay, now this next one. I, I saw, I was excited to see it. The funny thing is, and I'm still going to, we're still going to listen to this audio, but on YouTube, this trailer became like an advertisement that you get before you try to the video you click on. Oh, well, here's this trailer. So I'm pretty sure you've seen this trailer, but I'm still excited. <laughs> Yeah. Sonic 2. Quick stretch, little snack, and here we go. Sonic, I love that you want to help make a difference. Mind if I drive? But you're being reckless. Don't worry, nobody's gonna get hurt. Pretending to be Batman. Blue Justice, trademark pending. <laughs> you're still just a kid. Trust me, there will come a moment when your powers will be needed. But you don't choose that moment. That moment chooses you. I just got goosebumps. Wait a second, did you steal that from Oprah? <laughs> He's back! Papa's got a brand new stash. <laughs> Since I've been gone, I've discovered the source of ultimate power. That sounds big. It's been on my vision board for years. Hope I'm not too late. I'm sorry, who are you? Name's Tails. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. Step one, light taunting. Step two, I have no idea. That wasn't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Forecast calls for a 100% chance of adventure. 
You're never going to get my power. Do I look like I need your power? Where are my manners? Sonic, meet Knuckles. April 8th, 2022, coming to the theater, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, where not only do we get Tails thrown in, but uh, now I didn't, I don't think I really played any Sonic games past the second one where Tails was introduced. I did. But Knuckles. Well, I used well, to which play, I know is your fan favorite as well. Yeah, we used to uh, play, my, my my buddy Seth and I used to play them. And Knuckles, I want to say it came in the third one. I, I believe so. I could be wrong yeah. about that, but I remember we used to play it. And of course, we always got excited. Uh, Seth and uh, his little brother Eric, who uh, you know, in memory of him, yeah, we used to play that, and uh, oh, he loved it. We used to have such a good time, and Seth used to tease Eric a lot uh, with tails and knuckles and all that. So we used to always t- t- talk about that and had a good time and. Well, uh, Knuckles was a villain. Later on, they made him a hero yeah. and all that, and it, and that was fun. You know, I don't know, I don't want to ruin anything because in case they decide to do that, I'm sure they will. But uh, you know, how nice for Jim Carrey that you can kind of just have a good time because you know you don't really have to act much in there. You just act goofy and fun. Which let's be honest, is what Jim Carrey does. Yeah, Doctor uh, Robotnik is a perfect character for oh, him. Oh, it's it perfect. Just, it's it, absolutely it was perfect. so much fun. It was like he was back. Man, oh yeah, last movie. I just got to have a good time. Mm-hmm. I, I looked this up. Uh, but here's the thing. At first, it took me a while to realize this was a, the real preview because at first there were so many fakes. I don't know why people get a kick out of doing that, making fake, fake previews. Trailers and, but, yeah. but in that case, this one, I knew it was real. And it came up the day after I was looking up for once. My nephew was nuts about the old, you know, the games and all, the Mario and the yeah. Sonic. And, oh, he's so much fun to, to do all this stuff with. And uh, he and I watched this stuff together. We watched Sonic together. We watched the... Uh, a Diary of the Wimpy Kid new show. That was a lot of fun. Oh, I haven't watched that Oh, one. that was fun. It was, I, I've been meaning to. He has every single one of those books, and we, we watch all that stuff together. And, uh, you know, I, I have fun. Uh, we watched the Home Alone together. We, he, <laughs> the new one. Yeah. <laughs> it, in truth, I watched a lot of things with him, for him. Yeah, and, uh, of course. And that, that, and I have to say I like every little thing, but for his sake, I like it that he likes it. That's how yeah. I, I do like my father did for me. Yeah. Watch a lot. Some shows are garbage. Some shows are not. But for his sake, I think they're all awesome for his sake. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's fun to have a fun moment. Right. You know. But uh, here's what it says here from Paramount. The world's favorite blue hedgehog is back for next little adventure in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. After settling in Green Hills, which I love the fact they call it Green Hills, cool. Sonic is eager to prove he has what it takes to be a true hero. His test comes when Dr. Robotnik returns, this time with a new partner, Knuckles, in search for the emerald that has the power to destroy civilizations. Chaos Emeralds. It's, a, it's about time. Robotnik. <laughs> yeah, Sonic teams up with his own sidekick, Tails, and together they embark on a globetrotting journey to find the emerald before it falls into the wrong hands. This is the filmmakers behind The Fast and the Furious and Deadpool, of all things. You got James <laughs> Marsden, Ben Schwartz, both of them back, Tika Sumter, Natasha Rothwell, Adam Polly, and Jim Carrey returns alongside new additions Shimara Moore with Idris Elba as the voice of Knuckles. Heck yeah. Oh, and Colleen O'Shaughnessy, the original voice of Tails. Oh, that's is cool. Playing Tails in the movie. Oh, so that's cool. I like that. That is fantastic. It would have been kind of cool, actually, if they'd got Jaleel White to come and be Sonic, because I know he was Sonic in the, 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 animated, yes. the original animated series on ABC. It would have been cool to have him come back and do it. But Ben Schwartz, I think, has been great at Sonic. I the, loved him. The weird thing about that was they had two Sonic shows start at the same time. 
Yeah, they, they had a Saturday morning. They had a Saturday morning. They had the TV show on um, whatever it was. A show. I know it was on Channel 62, but they had two of them going at the exact same time. So it was odd. One of them was real, like, goofy looking. That was the one that was the everyday, mm-hmm. you know. And then they had one that was on the Saturday morning cartoon that looked a lot more fancy and had side characters. Yeah, you spend more and, money on the Saturday morning cartoons well, back in the day. And, <laughs> and it was done in such a way where you had side characters that were like, it was like a team. Mm, and I enjoyed yeah. all the team characters. That's where you got like Tails and, and other characters like that with you. I enjoyed those characters. And I remember on some, some of the future games, they put some of those characters in there. You had like a female Sonic character. Yeah, she was like yeah. pink or something like that. Yeah. And then you had uh, like another, I don't know. Well, they started doing like 3D games, which... Yeah, uh, yeah. I, so I, some of them went over well. Some of them didn't. I guess. I, kinda, uh, yeah, I haven't really followed up on Sonic. I really much. enjoyed some of those characters and started really liking them. I started them. playing a PlayStation. I wasn't playing Sega games. I don't anymore. remember. <laughs> it seems like there was a mole of some sort or something like that. I don't that. know. But there were different characters I liked, and and uh, I thought, man, I wish they would do that. And that's where Knuckles also came in on that show, and uh, it seemed like one of the voices that they had. I could be wrong. Please don't, you know, get mad at me if I'm wrong. It seemed like Matthew Fuhrer was Robotnik on one of those. I could be wrong. He'd have been a great Robotnik. I think he was. Wow. I'm For sure. those that don't know, you might have seen him in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, and it, it, he was oh, the original Max voice Hedrum. of Max Headroom. Yes, yeah, right. he was yeah, Max Headroom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, true. He was Max Headroom yeah. with a weird thing on his head and stuff. He was even Pink Panther's voice. Right. The only he, Pink yeah, Panther yep, that yep, spoke. Yep. Yeah. And uh, back in the 90s, they had a Pink mm-hmm. Panther cartoon with him. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, 95, yeah. 96. He's very funny. Oh, he's great. He's done a lot of good stuff. Do you know what I found out the other day about him? Do you remember that Star Trek The Next Generation episodes where he was supposed to be from the past, pretending to be from the future? And he traveled through. That was supposed to be Robin. Yeah, that was supposed to be Robin Williams in that episode. Huh. But what happened? Because you know Whoopi Goldberg was on the show, right? Is Guinan? Guinan. He was. He wanted to be on the show. Robin Williams. He loved Star Trek. Huh. He wanted to be on the show. But unfortunately, when it came time to do that episode, he was busy filming Hook, and he really. Mm. It, oh, it stinks because yeah. it would have been great if That'd he could have done both. But yeah. unfortunately, when the time came for them to film it, you know things are on such a schedule that they got Matthew Fewer to do it, and I love Matthew Fewer. And but it's such a shame. Didn't Matt Fuhrer play the genie in the Aladdin series? Then? No, that or was no. The, that was the original Homer Simpson voice. That's what I was thinking. It was either him or Homer Simpson. Yeah, it was the original Homer Simpson okay, voice. Yeah, I knew but, it was one of the two. But Robin Williams came back to do the, the uh, third film. The uh, third film, which is Aladdin, where he met his father, which was oh, right, right, right. Which is uh, oh, what's his name? Um, I didn't know which third film we're talking about because we were talking yes. Star Trek. Oh, as well. I'm sorry. <laughs> the third film, which is uh, had um, oh, John Rhys Davies. Yeah, John Rhys Davies. Rhys Davies, whatever. Yeah, I know. It's hard when you look it at his is. name. It's hard it until is. you hear him say his name. You oh, don't know. What a great That's show, John Rhys Davies. What a great show. That was a good movie. I enjoyed that. I don't know if I watched that one. I know I saw Return of Jafar. I don't remember there's if I a, saw the third movie. There's a good uh, good music in it, even. There's a mm-hmm. good love song in there. And uh, and I love the, the whole concept of his father being the... Uh, oh, that was where they had the Prince of Thieves or yeah, King of was, Thieves. He was king the, of Thieves. the King of Thieves or the Prince of Thieves. And they were whatever. doing the Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, where yeah. it's the Open Sesame thing or something. Maybe yeah. I did see it. I it was know. really good. I liked that one. I know I've got one of the songs off of there on mm-hmm. a, a CD collection of villain songs, that, rascal songs, that, yeah, where I've got this strange things are happening to, to me, me. <laughs> which is the reason that I bought that CD because I wanted that things. song. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great tune for Toy Story. And I got I bought the CD just mainly for that one. And I got a lot of really kind of fun villain songs yes, on this. Yes. Uh, yes. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. Good show. So, yes, yes, yes. Um, did I have anything more to add to that? But yeah, Sonic. So Sonic's coming up. But all right. I got one <laughs> last. I, I want to make sure I'm, Gee, I wonder what I'm show. on the right thing. Okay, I wonder what restaurant ought to be promoting that. <laughs> uh, Sonic? <laughs> there you go. You think go. they would have gotten on board. Okay. This, a second trailer has come out for the upcoming Uncharted movie. Oh. 
Hey, kid. A little young for a bartender, aren't you? A little old for prom, aren't you? <laughs> Everything in here. Why the map? It's the biggest treasure that's never been found. Five billion, easy. But it's just a story. I beg to differ. Five hundred years ago, my family found the world's biggest fortune, then was betrayed. People have been searching for it all in vain. Both of you turned your keys clockwise at the same time. Thanks a lot. You almost got me killed. Clockwise, Sully? Well, it was 50-50, so I made a guess. Clearly. But the voyage was not just about gold. It was something much more valuable. This girl has a very tragic history. So much blood. I'm pretty sure he just threatened to kill me. Oh, this is gonna suck! Don't get caught. You were just gonna leave me back there. Somebody had to get the cross. February 18th. Your brother believed that there was a final piece. Well, you know my brother's safe. You have no idea who you're partnered with. What else aren't you telling me? The victor is Boyles. How are they gonna get them out of here? What is that thing on your face? Yeah, puberty's right around the corner, kid. You can grow your own. Because <laughs> Sully, the, the mustache on Sully is famous. I mean, he has to have the mustache. So finally, the last shot, we finally see the Sully stash. Yes. Um, but so this is Tom Holland as Nathan Drake and, uh, um, oh, not Baldwin. Um, oh. Uh, Mark Wahlberg mm-hmm. as Sully. Now, the one the character that's missing, but I guess if this is a younger Nathan Drake than what we normally get in the games, he hasn't met his future wife, this reporter, the blonde. But we do get to see him meeting Chloe, who's a character we've seen in the second game, and they have given Chloe her own game, and I haven't played that one yet. Uh, I do own a copy of it digitally, which, by the way, I own digital versions of the the trilogy, well, of the like original to, three like games that were PS3. Uh, you have access to everything oh, I own, brother, because we were right. listed as family, so you should be able to download them onto your PS5s and still play them. Thank you, Dad. We'll, we'll do that here <laughs> when we get it rolling. Oh, yes, we are, we are brothers from other books. What is this? Is this an actual thing? Marvel Project coming in 2022 that we can't wait for, but I don't know if that's legit. Looks like there's a picture somebody's made of Natalie Portman as the, the new Thor. Uh, which we might see in the next Thor movie. Uh, all right, let's see if there's anything that they ha- that Sony Pictures has put onto their YouTube channel. Street smart thief Nathan Drake, played by Tom Holland, is recruited by seasoned treasure hunter Victor Sully Sullivan, Mark Wahlberg, to recover a fortune lost by Ferdinand Magellan 500 years ago. What starts as a heist job for the duo becomes a globe-trotting white-knuckle race to reach the prize before ruthless Moncada Antonio Banderas, love him, who mm-hmm. believes he and his family are the rightful heirs. If Nate and Sully can decipher the clues and solve one of the world's oldest mysteries, they stand to find $5 billion in treasure and perhaps even Nate's long-lost brother, 
Sam, which, you know, the interesting thing about this is they've incorporated elements from all four of the Nathan Drake games into this. Uh, but only if they can learn to work together. Now, this uh, doesn't match up exactly with, because we've gotten in the games how Nathan met Sully as a young boy. We've also seen even a younger Nathan Drake uh, in another flashback with him and his brother Sam, because Sam became a major character in the fourth game. So we've actually been given the story, but they're this they're not matching the games. They're going to, you know, their own way when Nathan met Sully. Because we also have a, a slightly older, I mean, Tom Holland's in his, like, mid to late 20s, I think, mm-hmm. by now. Yeah. Uh, but he's supposed to be, like, seem to be too young to be a bartender as is, you know, hiding out there. But, uh, I mean, Uncharted, to me, is what, and I think Tomb Raider's tried to follow, although Tomb Raider is trying to be more gritty, I think, than Uncharted. But Uncharted is, like, what Tomb Raider maybe should have been. Yeah. Because uh, I've, I've enjoyed it personally. I've enjoyed, Other than old Tomb Raider, I didn't I couldn't get into old Tomb Raider. I haven't played the new Tomb Raiders. I do own it, but I, I haven't though. tried it out. But yeah. Uncharted hit that perfect thing. What Tomb Raider wanted to be, like, a woman who was Indiana Jones, I think, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Nathan Drake really fit to be almost an Indiana Jones, overly modernized. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot more gunplay. Uh, and it was, I mean, it's one of the best cover shooters, but not only was cover shooting, but you had a lot of, uh, you know, climbing up interesting things and a lot of mysteries of solving, you know, cause like the first one he's, uh, he's now you, you kind of find out later, he might not actually be related to Sir Francis Drake, yeah. but he has this ring that belonged to Sir Francis Drake that he wears around his neck. That's actually the key to the first treasure he goes after in the first game. But like Indiana Jones, when he goes and finds whatever the treasure is, that turns out there's something almost supernatural with that item that causes something horrible and he can't really bring it home and he can't really collect on what the money would be worth because, you know, the lost city of gold is actually, you know, got something, a horrible secret that could destroy the world if he doesn't stop the villain from getting it, just like Indiana Jones. I do want to see it. They're fantastic games. You're gonna, you're gonna, if they did this movie right, you're going to love this movie, but you got to play the games, yeah, brother. You that. love these games. Now, the old, you're talking about the uh, Tomb Raider. Now, the old ones, to me, seem like they're... Now, I realize they didn't have great technology then, right. but for what they had, it almost seemed like they were trying to Jessica Rabbit her. Uh, that The funny thing about... The, yeah, they kind of Jessica Rabbit her later, but really it was because of the polygons. They couldn't help it. She no, ended up looking... No, She couldn't help uh, it. But they, they, now, they yeah. utilized that shapeliness sure, later. Sure, sure, they sure. They sure did. Although, in the modern re, redo of she Laura Croft, they, they normalize and, her. The only problem I have with the, the newer look of, of, of Laura Croft is she's almost too scrawny. She doesn't look as tough as she seemed in the original yeah, games. Yeah, she was very and tough. It's, it's not believable. Some of the... I, I've seen some footage of the games. That's why I was hesitant to play it, but I want to try it out yeah she the falls and injuries she takes the, the 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 way she looks she looks like it would break her yeah and even the 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 actress they have for that movie they did here a couple of years ago i didn't see it because she, she looked like the injuries that she would sustain would break her the, i i need a laura croft that looks like she can take it you're saying you is what you need is you need someone at least who's tough like one of the tougher wrestler women yeah i, yeah. I want to not not a model that they decided to teach to wrestle but a woman no. who grew up and said i don't know, i want to wrestle and you're not necessarily looks you're tough. not necessarily talking like uh uh hercules hercules but the woman, but something want, about i don't want her to look like you you know if she if she you know someone like tripped over a rose petal she'd someone break. like a um, <laughs> yeah. uh charlotte flair who at least looks tough yeah someone yeah. who looks tough and strong because you know laura croft is supposed to be very capable yeah and they, they the new look she doesn't look Capable, to not me. Alexa Bliss, but but yeah. but, Charlotte, but uh, who's least or even tough. Um, 
not just Charlotte Flair, but uh, oh, um, there's a few who are in between. Uh, the Anvil's daughter, Natalie, yeah, uh, Natalia, yes, Natalia, yes, Natalia. Someone who, a woman who looks like she's can scrap she, and she's looks she, tough. She looks tough, yeah. She looks you like know. she could handle. That's what I'd like because I don't know. Granted, you had you know couldn't do a lot with the the polygons, but something about the old design of Laura Croft, she looked kind of tough, and yeah. the new design just she looks she fragile. Had broad soldiers, and it's like that's not that's not what Laura Croft should look like, yeah. yeah. And but some of the stuff that they have her survive uh, is is ridiculous because no one would actually survive it. It's a little silly. But it's time we get into some movie reviews. Oh, Want to see a movie? Yeah. You good? It was bad. I'm fuzzy on the whole good bad thing. My eyeballs could have been sucked from their sockets. I like it a lot. The best movie ever made. A, a fandom, fandom nexus, nexus movie review. <laughs> a movie review. More like we got three of them. We almost had four, but we didn't get a chance to see American Underdog yet. Mm-hmm. But let's start with, uh, this is kind of almost in order of release, almost except for Encanto uh, has been out in theaters, and we just got a chance to check it out mm-hmm. uh, on Disney+. Plus. It had just been put out a couple days ago, I think, like Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, a thing. Yeah, I believe so. I think so. Um, yeah. Anyway, so Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I'll, I'll, I'll say there, there are a couple things that, that I was kind of like, eh, but for the most part, great movie. But I loved it. Michelle, I'm not going to call her MJ. She's Michelle. Yeah. Um, she started to have some of that old personality come back there at the beginning of the movie that I didn't like in the first film. Yeah. But we muted it out and made up for it later. The only other thing that I would complain about is Peter Parker gets a really bad legal case put against him. Mm-hmm. And the only thing we see to deal with it is Matt Murdock showing up, which I yeah, love that. That was great. But then it's just dropped. That's supposed to be one of the major. I thought see, they build it up like it's going to be this major thing, and then they just kind of forgot about it. It's like you know that doesn't go away. That's a that's a accused murder. Granted, mm. the only evidence they have is what uh, Quentin Beck had said as Mysterio, because they didn't realize Mysterio was evil, uh, and they only have his word that oh that he's the one that killed me. Oh, you know they only have his word. I guess they just didn't have any other evidence. But it just seems like that whole thing got dropped, and it was just never mentioned again. Yeah, that bugged me. I was like, I was like, and then I've had uh, Scott from uh, Disney Indiana says, "Well, Matt Murdock is just that good of a lawyer, I guess." Because <laughs> uh, as soon as he shows up, it's just you never hear about it again. And that bugged me. I was like, because uh, you know, part of part of what's triggers uh, Peter to go to Doctor Strange to have people forget who he is is that uh, him being accused of stuff is what's kind of getting his friends in trouble. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't want to spoil too much on the movie, but I feel like they could have carried that. But other than that, that was so much fun. And the only other thing that would kind of bug me is I really feel like they. I mean, oh, I, I yes, I understand. There's people like, oh, we already know what happened to Uncle Ben. We get it. They took Uncle Ben's motto and gave it to Aunt May. But yet they chose wanted to have Aunt May have her theme, which I appreciate this was on her gravestone, that if you help someone, you help everyone. That is what Aunt May's taught Peter. Yeah. So I like that that was there. But I would have liked, just even simply, when Aunt May is going to tell Peter that, it's like, you remember what your uncle used to always say? Mm-hmm. Something even like that, before she tells him. Yeah. I would have appreciated that. Because I was like, oh, well, okay. But I what, what makes this awesome is by the time we get to the end, is one thing I felt lacking in these other Sp- Tom Holland Spider-Mans, I didn't feel the weights necessarily of the with great power comes great responsibility. It didn't seem like he felt that weight. Yeah. And by the end of this film, he feels that weight yeah. of the responsibility. And you see him make choices based on that by the end of the film. But the problem I have is how he learns the lesson that Uncle Ben of uh, with great power comes great responsibility is when he does not act 
bad things happen that he could have stopped had he acted. In this film, he acts and he's doing the right thing. Something bad happens. And something bad happened because he was doing the right thing. That's not how you learn the lesson of great responsibility. Because yeah. he was already doing the right thing. Kind of, sort of, yeah. <laughs> so they messed up part of what makes him that way. But yet, I feel like we got there in the end. So I do have a couple problems with it. But other than that, I loved it. I had so much fun in this film. I loved seeing all of our old friends coming back again. That's what it felt like. It was like a reunion with all these. Because, uh, I mean, really, once, once we see Doc Ock come back. That movie just launched into the stratosphere of being fantastic. Well, one thing I that, loved that's true in this film, though, is one reason why he wasn't doing the right thing when he was doing the right thing was sometimes you assume everyone's thinking the way you are, which they're not. That doesn't mean that he wasn't doing the right thing. It's just that he was assuming that, that and I can't say everything, of course, I want to ruin anything. Yeah. But he was assuming the good in everyone, which is good and nice. But sometimes you have to use common sense too. You you can't just assume, and uh, it's a hard balance in life. Yeah, yeah I've done yeah, it yeah. so many times, uh, being a pastor even, but even before that, and um, it's it, you know what's really irritating is when you do the right thing and you're trying to be nice and loving, and people call you stupid for it, <laughs> mm. and then um, I've heard that so many times. Oh, you should have done this, and then when you do that thing later on towards the same situation or whatever, then when it comes to you again. And then the same person that told you that, I mean, I'm not kidding. The same people that tell you that, they'll say, well, you shouldn't have done that. You feel like saying, well, tell you what, take this message and shove it. <laughs> and that, that I don't mean you literally say that, but yeah. you feel that way. Yeah. And and so in this situation with the... So the, like you the, don't always get rewarded for doing the right thing. That's right. No matter which way you do it. It's almost like some of the old Star Trek films and things. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen them, but some of the Star Trek episodes, one of the best ever is when Kirk... Uh, gets to go back in time and saves a woman from dying who ends up being Elizabeth. What's it? What's her last name? Anyway, a really famous actress. I just can't mm -hmm. think of her name right now. But she ends up being saved from a car wreck, and it turns out that she's supposed to be a famous woman. Her death uh, ended up uh, making wonderful things happen, which is horrible. I mean, not that it necessarily yeah. would have happened like that for real, but it ended up being that he had to let her die. And uh, he had to go back and save McCoy, see. Uh, and, the and needs so, of the many outweigh mm -hmm. the needs of the so few. So he ended up having to go back and let her die. Uh, and it, it was a horribly hard, difficult thing for him mm -hmm. to do. But it, it's just the way it was that yeah, one way or yeah. another, someone was going to have to die or it was going to, if he if she didn't die, the whole world was going to come to an end pretty much. Some yeah. terrible thing. Which is something, uh, it's what makes... The, the PlayStation 4 Spider-Man game, so great. Mm -hmm. I mean, two things. Is you, you get an origin for Doc Ock, but you have Otter Octavius as a mentor and a friend. And, you know, when, when Peter's working with him, uh, making things, and the portrayal of the end, especially, uh, now I, I'm hoping y'all will play this game. This game's been out like three years now. Uh, but by the end, where you have, where Doc Ock knew that Peter was Spider-Man and yet yes. caused him so much trouble. But also, the responsibility... Because that's the tragedy of being Peter Parker. All his villains, somehow or another, it's somehow personal. Some yeah, way. it's very much. But so the responsibility it. he has. But by the end, uh, we talk about, of course, the Devil's Breath Plague that's been unleashed. He finally gets a, a bit of cure. But it's not enough. They need to use it to synthesize to make enough cure for everybody. But yet Aunt May is dying right there. And he's so tempted to just take that cure. But if he if he one drop of it even goes to Aunt May to cure her, there wouldn't be enough to save everyone else. And all he would have saved was Aunt May. Mm-hmm. And so he has to make that that decision at the end of the game, and that's that's one of the things this film captured so well is Peter was going to do the right the thing because he was like, wait a minute, can we save these people? Now the question being, somebody brought this up, 
as wait well all right you've saved i don't want to say exactly what it, these villains but when they go back to their own part of the multiverse and their timeline where they were taken from aren't they going to die anyway not necessarily because they could maybe them getting whatever you know i don't want to get into it but maybe being saved changes what happens at the end because norman would not have launched his glider at spidey because he i mean he killed himself now Doc Ock had made a change for good, but depending upon where he was taken from, he might have had a chance to work because he came into his own mind uh, at the end of the film. But also he's in, in this movie, he gets completely fixed up to where he's not getting influenced mm-hmm. by his arms. He's in control. So we don't know what would happen when they went back and they're in control or they're cured of whatever caused them to have their powers or whatever. Overthink it. Yeah. <laughs> but people were like, well, they're still going right back to the moment right before they died. Not necessarily. It doesn't mean they're going to right before they died, but we know it's before they died. But the nice thing is it's not, they didn't die because Spider-Man killed them. They died by their own hand. And so maybe by them not going in with their powers, maybe they don't end up killing themselves. Maybe, Doc, by their own maybe hand. Doc Brown uh, uh, taped it all back together on that note. Yes, Marty, <laughs> I've got it all. Yeah. I decided, what the heck? Yeah, so, right. so I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but I, but that's one of the major themes of of this film is, and this is where he ends up having you know, you've seen the trailers, you know. So I don't think I'm ruining too much. He's going to have some problems with Doctor Strange, and you know, they're going to disagree. And the thing is, is Doctor Strange is like, send him back before they die. I don't care. At least we got to save the multiverse. But Peter's like. If, if I can save them, and it's something I like that Aunt May did say something like, well, shouldn't you try to help them? Mm. And then Peter's like, no, wait, if we can save these people, I don't want to just send them. I feel like if I send them back, I feel like then I am killing them. Maybe if I can do something to change it and alter what happens to them in their own universe. And we don't get to see what happens when they go back to their own universe. And I, don't, I hope I'm not spoiling too much, but... But that's I, I like that because that's Peter. That's what he does. What I would like he to was, see. He felt definitely more like Peter Parker in this I movie. I would like to see someone get brought back for a Sinister Six. That's what I yeah, want. Well, they can pop out of the MCU, the modern MCU, because mm-hmm. all these characters popped up were from different universes, but mm-hmm. they can still pop up in this one. Oh, and one thing I like, uh, I don't want to give away too much, but did you notice in the clouds when the universes were going to collide, there was... A actual regular, not a robotic looking, but a regular looking rhino silhouetted in the clouds like he was a, a real rhino. It. I recognized the silhouette of rhino. I was like, ooh, I thought it was so cool. Good, because I hated that robotic one. Yeah. I like the actor. Yeah. But, but yeah, they could do a much better rhino if they really tried. he was busy being Santa Claus at that moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it Fred Claus? Fred Claus. Yeah. yeah. That's, that is a pretty fun movie. Yeah. So yeah, but overall... I had a great time with this movie. Yeah, me too. Had a lot of fun. It was so nice seeing old friends, and I feel like they they spent some time kind of correcting some things where they kind of got a little off chart a little bit. And you got to kind of see a finale. uh, A finale of where we're headed. uh, But even to, for the Spider-Mans, you know, we know they're, in it by now, people know that the, Sp- the Spider-Man yeah. from yeah, hopefully because they were t- boy, they tried to keep that hidden. Even Tom Holland was lying and denying it all over but the place. You know, and they're I there. Was, you know, I, there was because uh, when I watched the trailer, people were saying no. In the in the trailer, you could see the lizard getting hit by something, and I saw the footage where the lizard was supposed to be hit, but they cut it out of that trailer. And I kept saying, it's like I'm not seeing it. So until I see it, because they're keeping a secret, I, assumed, I don't want to get my hopes up. I assumed, and when I saw, but, oh, I was excited of the prospect of, of the original two coming back to see the the uh, all three Spider-Men together. Where I loved was oh, so you great. got you got to see uh, they basically 
one, well, I can't remember the second one's name. Um, uh, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield, who <laughs> was my least see, favorite yeah. of the Spider-Man, I'll be honest with you. I didn't like his Spider-Man movies much. I didn't dislike him so much, but The Lizard was my favorite of the two of the films. I couldn't stand the Electra one. Oh, they made him very cool in this one. They made him great. They fixed him. Yeah. And they made they him the way he should have been. Even. Oh, Electra was great. I love the actor, Jane Fox. Yeah. And they made him awesome in this, the way he should have been. Yeah. And, and uh, they didn't make him look like a Power Ranger villain. And the other thing is, is his, uh, well, he comes in that way. But what's great, too, is they he even got to, Andrew Garfield even kind of spoke about things that happened. He yeah. talked about the death of his girlfriend. Yeah, and he, Toby he, got to talk about a little bit what happened after his stuff. You get I would love to even mention that he's got a daughter named May yeah, now. Oh, yeah, there's so much. Because he's that much older, you know, yeah, time should have passed. They got to speak about all three of them, got to speak yep. about things. Yep. And they hint, even at things that they were funny, too. Like, I had a villain named this, and oh, my girl's name was this, and my blah, blah. Yes, that was the conversations were great. The three of them together were great. It was great. enough to where people are saying, hey, can we get another Andrew Garfield? Give him an amazing Spider-Man 3. Can we get that happen? It's, it's, it became and, trending. And Toby would be fun for one but, last... I don't well, know if it will, I still but, wanted to see... Um, oh, golly. Um, John Malkovich is a vulture. They were going to do that. I'd love to have seen that. That'd be great, man. Yes. Even if it... But the thing is, is what their age even... We got computer effects nowadays. Yeah, you if we needed take, to. But, you know, we can have Toby as, 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 as a slightly older Spider-Man. That's fine. I wouldn't mind. That'd yeah, be great. that'd be fine. So, there is one thing. Speaking of Electro, that I did see someone point out, and, like, they actually got a point. There's kind of an oops. The reason why everybody comes into this universe is... Because of the whole thing of trying to get people that knew him to end up not knowing. So only people that knew that Spider-Man was Peter Parker were supposed to be brought in. Electro never knew that that was Peter Parker. Oops. Yeah. I, Oops. But I don't care. It was. I yeah. enjoyed it. It was. He was. I, he, he, but he needed fixed. He needed fixed. And, and they, and they and did. They did. did. Uh, plus, I mean, goodness, Ray. Um, wow. I forgot his last name. And his name's not Ray, but uh, he was so great in Ray. Yeah, uh, Jamie Foxx. Oh, Jamie right? Foxx. Yeah, he is really a great actor, and I no, love him getting a chance actor. to actually do much well, better than what they gave him. If you've never seen all. the fact that he started, I used to watch. Uh, I don't know why I keep calling him Ray though, but he was really in, good as in Ray living, Charles. In living really color, but anyway, is where he started he, really? all the stuff. Yeah, wow. he was so good in that show and so funny. And that's where he started. So if you saw that him and Jim Carrey and others start off in that show, and it, right along with Damon, uh, yeah, oh, Damon Wayans, Damon Wayans and, which, oh, he popped up in something oh, I was watching here lately. I'm telling you, Jamie was so great on that show. Yeah. He would make fun of like he's like, look, now I'm gonna do the Velociraptor, and he'd do this uh, funny walk as oh a Velociraptor. Goodness. He was hilarious. Yeah, because he used show. to be a stand-up comedian yeah. I guess, at some point. But oh, yeah. he's such a great actor. Oh, he is. So like Robin Williams kind of surprised you because he's such a funny guy. But Robin oh, Williams, he, could, he was a fantastic. He actor. can make you cry. Yeah. Yeah, he could. Yeah. Patch, oh, Patch Adams, and then of Awakenings. Mm-hmm. Yes. <gasps> oh, Awakenings. If y'all have not seen that one, yeah, he was all just about Ooh. anything he could do. If he, if he just pushed, man. Even in the movie Jumanji, yeah. Uh, the movie, when he's talking about the fact that um, he was in the jungle all that time and well, he was scared to death. death. Okay, sorry. He, he was in the jungle <laughs> all that time, and and he's like, I'm not going back. His eyes had this yeah. tear in him. I mean, it was he was terrified. You know, and you're like, wow, that's. That guy could act. Robin and Williams was oh, great. Oh man, yes, I indeed. loved him. He could. Man, he sometimes would bring me to tears. Even on Mork and Mindy, when he'd be really oh, bring it yes. to the. He was great. He was phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so overall, we recommend Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, I love it. Uh, my favorite of these three movies, definitely, I'd yes. say. And I definitely, yes. I mean, Far From Home, I definitely liked a lot better than Homecoming. Yeah. But this one, just it was just so much fun. But the ensemble of the villains and giving everybody another chance to kind of. And the Spider-Man. Yep. And, and the Spider-Man. Oh, 
Fantastic. Spider-Man. Fantastic. And I even like there was a slight nod almost to Miles Morales at one point. And people are like, can we see Miles pop up sometime? But, you know, Miles has got his own movies and uh, I'm looking forward to his next one. Yeah, me too. But let's talk about the next movie in this uh, in our trilogy of movies to review. The Matrix Resurrections. Yes. Um now here's the thing. All right, I I I did. I have learned tonight because I was trying to do my research, do my homework because I had been seeing some people that had some criticisms, and right now the reviews on them are kind of so-so about six. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a part of the problem is uh, I knew of, of that. Uh, like I think his name used to be Larry before now he is like Lana Wachowski, but also his used to be brother is now Lily Wachowski. They have both transitioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both have some definite political leanings, and there was some talk between them and the writers that they were uh, they were trying to use the analyst character to skewer right wing but I think they failed at that. But they were trying to get political, and I guess part of some thoughts, they've tried to retcon back the original Matrix that the part of the red pill is some sort of an analogy for transitioning. I, I never have got that out of those films. I didn't even get what they were trying to do in this one, because really in this movie, the analyst saying stuff like he was very more left wing because he's talking about, oh, this is the things that trigger you and how easy it is that people will ignore facts for emotions. That to me is people of one more political suasion, the left more than the right. Uh, so I felt like he skewered the left. Uh, and apparently there were some political motivations. I don't think it came through in this movie. I don't have the same issues that I've seen some people complain about. I had fun with this. You the, too. the only thing with the movie is this. I mean, and the funny thing is that at the beginning, they make fun of how this movie gets made. Because really, I mean, the first the first movies, there's a lot of philosophy and stuff to kind of make you hmm, think, oh, that's an interesting thought. You know, this one didn't really have that, except for maybe a little bit in the beginning, because, you know, when they mentioned, well, maybe you were meant to take the red pill. So, like, did you really choose the red pill or were you just supposed to do that? Was it really a choice? That was an interesting thought. And then we had the meta bit where it turns out Neo has made these games that, you know, that are the Matrix trilogy stories. And they, so they exist in this new matrix, uh, you know. So you have that little bit of a meta um, coming around. Uh, or I had a point I was going with that, now I forgot. But oh, but having that meta of like, was he meant to do it? Uh, I mean, is he following uh, a plan, or did he really make a choice? I mean, you, you have that level where it seems to be smart, but what's... Oh, I now remember where I was going with this. But they talk about, well, Warner Brothers has ordered a sequel, and now we don't know. Do we want to reboot your series, add a fourth part to your trilogy? <laughs> that, to me, was how that was very, very meta, because that's really what this movie was. It wasn't, we've got a great idea for a Matrix story. It was, let's fix some of the things we kind of messed up in that third one that people didn't like. That yes. We killed some people, the people that weren't happy that they killed them. Uh, I don't want to say any more because I don't want to spoil anything. Um, and also, you know, like some of the ending of that. And also, you get the idea that this was a money grab. It's like, let's make it because nostalgia is money right now. If you put enough nostalgia, we'll go and we'll spend money on it. I didn't spend any money because I, you know, watched on HBO Max. I streamed it. Um, but they, of course, they're still going to get money from the streaming service anyway. But it's they, them making that commentary that Warner Brothers has ordered a sequel to the, your games is also the same way like the movie comes about. Warner Brothers wants more money. Let's make a fourth Matrix movie. And what this is, this isn't a deep, in-depth Matrix with a lot of philosophy. This is just fun. It's popcorn. Yeah. It was a lot of great sequences, a lot of good action, a bit of humor. It's a good time, but it is nowhere near the caliber of what the original three was. But it's a good time, and it's worth watching. Yeah, I enjoyed it. You can have a fun. Truth is, I was never a huge fan of the original films, but I liked them now that I watch them, and I don't try to think too much into them. But but I enjoyed it. Um, But that being said, um, I didn't get 
too much into it as far as uh, I, I try not to get too much of the philosophies of things. I just enjoy watching. Well, that was that was kind of the crucial thing is they 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 you know each movie had like well except for the third one. The third one was more like we're trying to survive this whole you know yeah invasion and, of and uh, I didn't like that they killed them off from the, the third one. So I was like that's a little sad to end. Yeah, the, that the everybody dies. Thing. And then but that's why they the fourth movie they kind of so that. I kind of like that they fixed it. They <laughs> yeah. did to where because it doesn't have to end sad. Yeah. Now some people were irritated about the ending of this one, so I won't get into. But I will say that. Yeah, I don't think it's over. I think that they got they're, more coming. Uh, they, they set up a point to where they could make more because, and the, but they're not doing it because there's more story to be told. No. It's there's more money to be made. Yeah, that's right. And that's the unfortunate thing. This was this felt like a money movie, but you know what? It's it's, it's if I, I go to a movie to be entertained anyway and to just have fun yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So it's good enough for me. I had fun. I mean, too. I enjoyed I, it. I, I thought some of those things people. I, I hate to say it's so mean. I'm, I'm looking at a picture yeah. of Captain Kirk right now, but in reality, uh, sometimes I, I, when people go on and on and on about movies and things, which probably doesn't make much sense for us, we're just now talking about all this stuff. <laughs> right. But in reality, sometimes I, I see people online doing all this stuff, and I use this phrase from William Shatner: "Get a life." In the sense that, <laughs> in the sense that it's like, you know. It is just entertainment. It is yeah. just for fun. We don't have to overthink too awful much. It is just yeah. for fun. And and I mean the fact that they politicize everything. Well, sometimes the makers are really doing it too. Oh, There's a lot are. of agenda gets put in there. And that's a lot of people were afraid that some of the agenda was gonna get put in there. And but see if you and go in expecting have, the agenda, you're gonna find it. Yeah, I did. I went in it. just like, you know what, it's a matrix movie. Let's just go have some fun. Yeah. And I found fun. Yeah, that's what I did. I didn't go looking for an agenda, so I didn't see one. I didn't want one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want one. I just wanted. To, now, the only thing that I thought was a little silly is the hail of bullets that could be coming at Bug, and yes. not nothing. Now I was like, "Well, come on!" Now we're getting to the completely ridiculous hit an arm. And then, like <laughs> that, oh, the opening bit. There's so many times that there's so many bullets flying at her. Like agents are worse than stormtroopers. You think an agent would be a good shot? Yeah. But when you have five agents and a like an army all now, firing do, fully automatic weapons and not hitting nothing. Like, I, do, I do have a question about this, and I didn't know if Lawrence Fishburne... Uh, he didn't want to do it. Okay, that's yeah. what I was going to ask. He didn't want to do it. it now, although people were saying that in the online game that they had after the films, mm-hmm. uh, part of the story that happens in the online game is Morpheus was supposed to die, so people were kind of going that angle, I guess, but I don't know. But I do I, like I that they, we got a different form of Morpheus, and I yes. like how they, they made the reason why some of it, because... Somehow or another, Neo, when programming the games, in the, he was releasing stuff into the Matrix through this module thing that we're talking about. And I like the way that some of the characters came back because Neo was bringing them back in own in, in, in programming ways. And he wasn't even ways. aware of it in some yeah, ways. not even aware of it. So there was a really neat things where they explain things. And some of it you don't quite understand until they explain things as it goes along. Yeah, uh, and Smith, and you know that, yes, that was unique. Smith coming back in and his I own like different how they did way. It. Yeah, yeah, that was unique too. And the actor did a pretty good job. Yeah, he did. He, he spoke in such a mannerism. The guy who even played the new Morpheus did a good job. Yeah, the mannerisms were outstanding. Yeah, and it's hard to copy because oh, Lawrence Fishburne, no, man, that Lawrence Fishburne is awesome. So, uh, whether you're playing him from those films or Pee Wee Herman, <laughs> oh yes, Cowboy Curtis Cowboy himself. Curtis. He was his great. own self. Oh yes, yes, yes. So overall, you know, it's it's a mixed reviews. I recommend go and check it out. Yeah. Don't go in there with any expectations other than to have a good time, and you'll find it. Yep. It's fun. I enjoy it. Plus, who doesn't love Keanu Reeves? Oh, he's good. He's you know? fun. He's, I don't know Whoa. that he's the best actor in the world, but he's just a lot of fun. He's always entertaining. Yes, he is. You know, even when he's terrible in Dracula, he's still entertaining. Oh, he's fine in that, though. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just, just don't let him try to speak in a British accent anymore, Whoa. please. Yeah. But, you know, he's, he's a very entertaining guy, and he's a super nice guy in real yes. life, too. So I, I respect him. Uh, you know, you got him. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a good guy. He's just yeah. a good dude. But, all right, so the last film we have to talk about. Disney's latest Encanto. Now, uh, 
I want to point out one thing that bugged me from near the beginning of the story. You have a character, the cousin of Mirabel, who has super hearing. Mm. She can hear what the Mirabel's sister Luisa twitch an eye mm. in the middle of the night. She heard it mm-hmm. and knew it was something going on. Somehow or another missed her grandmother talking about there's something wrong with the magic or the miracle. Yes. Something wrong with it. Does not hear that conversation, but can hear somebody's eye twitching? Huh. That was a major, I don't know if you'd call that a plot hole, because the plot hole is really when something goes off the rails completely into a different direction off the plot. But it was uh, something that was missing that didn't make sense. Uh, another thing that I had that I was bothered by is I felt like the, the miracle thing didn't make sense. Why? Why did this happen? It seemed like there should have been a, a reason yeah. for this weird magic thing to happen to this candle. Yeah. So, I, I don't. I didn't feel like I was satisfied with the explanation for why this happens. Uh, overall, though, other than that, and, be, and also being highly predictable, I was calling it like, okay, here's here's the real problem. What's mm. going on here? I can see it. You know, uh, this person is not going to be as bad as they th- say. Yeah. I, I I knew the whole thing with before I saw it, but you know, I will say it was enjoyable enough. But it is not up to Disney standards yeah. of what I expect from Disney. They have been they're fall, they have had some falling standards in my opinion with some of their movies. And Pixar is whooping their butt because I mean there is some nice family themes and good some good heartfelt stuff. But I feel like if Pixar had done it, it would have brought me to tears or near tears. I'd have felt it more for Pixar. I didn't feel it from this movie yeah. and the music. As much as Lin Manuel Miranda can write some good music, and if he was writing pop songs, it'd be great. But somehow or another, his style didn't fit in very well. Yeah. On some of the, some of the songs, fit I think very well because this is in Colombia, Colombia, and uh, I, there was some Colombia felt style in some of the music. But some songs felt like modern uh, Billy Eilish, Ariana Grande kind of stuff. Yeah. One song in particular. So the, I, the music didn't stick with me as well. Like, oh, that was really great enjoyable little musical number i really love it this didn't make me want to buy the soundtrack now i, really I know this doesn't like... go for everybody i've seen people online yeah. loving this movie and i'm glad they loved it please enjoy as much yeah, as you want for them i but personally I'm didn't sorry, like it, it was at in all. the middle i didn't like it at all um and this first of all keep in mind i was tired it was yeah, christmas that could be it. <laughs> uh, but i doubt that because um i wasn't tired all day day and i watched it in the middle and then finished it at, at, at when it at the night I finished it and I, I you know Christmas what are you gonna do you got a lot of plans going on but in reality the animation was good but you know that's not saying much they can do that easily now with, with Disney but in truth um, I thought the music was pretty awful for uh, for a Disney film myself because I don't like the pop stuff I think that Frozen since they've done that uh, I didn't much care for the style but I could have handled it but it's just that uh, it just since then they've Although Frozen they, felt a little bit more traditional yeah, compared to this it, compared to this yeah. but it just seems it didn't fit and it went on and on and on and on and every song basically seemed the same to me it, it kind of yeah, had that kind of did yeah. and, and then the characters I don't know I it just didn't seem like a classic. Also, it seems to me like they're going very fast beat with the stories. Almost telling like a Looney Tunes cartoon, you know, like very fast, very beat. rushed. Yeah, quick, 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 yeah. telling stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're, and I don't know, like um, they did fix a few things near the end with the characters, but I was like, so Grandma's a jerk. And don't that well anyway spoiler well I'm just saying that they they make all this stuff out and I'm thinking I don't know it also seems like all these stories are pretty much the same they make one person look out to be the villain who's not but yeah. it looks like a villain and and uh and then I'm thinking oh yeah, and then this one you don't have a real villain you just have you but you do have an antagonist yeah yeah and it's just but most people I guess we're not getting that that was the antagonist even though I kind of got that that was the antagonist pretty early 
I, just, I can see it. I just thought this is not. I didn't care for it. I just didn't care for it. I was like, I'm not in the mood for this. This was should end. And I was just waiting for it to get over. Just trying to get to the end. Yeah, yeah. It did feel like it drug on a little. And it's not that I I hated it. I don't hate any of that. Yeah. But I just didn't enjoy it. And I and it, again, I love the animation. And but I, we expect that, you know. Yeah, it's, I mean, Disney, it's Disney, you know. But I thought, man, it also. I guess I get tired of the same story that everybody's lovable, everybody's got their good, everybody's is wonderful, and no, no matter what you look like, no matter. Yeah, I get it. I've been hearing yeah. that story for the last thirty years. And uh, one thing, like Phil Lawler, uh, one of the creators of Adventure and Odyssey, and one of the writers of there, he frequently says there are some people who just aren't redeemable. Because mm-hmm. there's uh, in, in fan groups for Adventures and Odyssey on Facebook, there's people like, oh, you know, I would love to see this person turn around, and become a, this villain, become a good guy. He says not everybody is redeemable. Yeah. That's important to know. There yeah. are people who are, uh, as as Alfred said, some people just want to watch the world burn. There are people who are just are evil, and Honestly, that doesn't mean you Adolf, don't try. There are Adolf Hitlers in the world. Yeah, just, that doesn't mean you don't maybe try to get someone to turn things around, but not everybody will. And yeah, I, I see what you're saying. With Disney, it seems like nobody has a really bad side. It's like no, you know what? What makes well, sometimes what makes a good story is a good villain. Well, that's kind of in all reality. We were talking about uh, Spider Man a while ago. Uh, in some ways, it's a strength and a weakness. He wasted time trying to help some of them. Some he helped, but some he didn't. You know, mm-hmm. talking about going back to the film again. He, I did that so many times in my life, wasting my time trying to get someone to redeem. You can't always redeem. It's good to know but the it, balance. But it is the loving thing to try. Yeah, try, but also know the balance of, okay, right. I've done sometimes this for so long, the, now yeah. you got to walk away. Sometimes that's so toxic you have to get away because it's hurting you. Because there's been times that I've but wasted months. But doesn't mean you can't months. pray for them. Yes, you can pray for right, them from for afar. Them. Yes. But after a while, you burn yourself. Yeah, yeah. So you get hurt. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. You get hurt. Yep. And that's something that did come up in that Spider-Man movie. Sometimes you're doing the right thing when you get hurt. Mm-hmm. But uh, things work it's out a little bit better for Spider-Man than yes, they can sometimes in real life. you got to know but, yeah. to find the time Kanto, to learn how. <laughs> and Kanto just goes from there. No one's really even bad. and So that's why there is really no villain. Yeah. And when you go back, I mean, uh, Ryan the Last Dragon was, I can't remember, was there actually a villain? I only watched it the one time. Do we have a real villain in that one? Frozen, remember. the person who should have, well, no, we had a, vo- a villain, but it was kind of like, a, uh, oh, okay. At the end, I guess that person's bad. But the person who was the villain in the Snow Queen was kind of an accidental villain. Yeah. But I guess she's not supposed to have been. But to me, and I, maybe season one, I think I went through, when you look at uh, the song Let It Go, it is the villain song. Mm -hmm. It is. When you analyze what she's saying, she doesn't care about anybody else but herself. And and, uh, throwing out all the rules, I mean, basically, she's she's preaching anarchy. Yeah, screw you all. I'm doing that. And forget you all. The cold doesn't bother me anyway. Yeah. There's a lot of it. It's like, no, this is a villain song. It's very selfish in a sense. It's very selfish, that song. And, and I think I was I still had Jesse co-hosting with me. He goes like, yes, please send all your thoughts of what Jeremy's saying to our yeah. email address. So, but yeah, yeah and, but you know, they, I, so Elsa was kind of the villain in there, but she didn't mean to be. No, it wasn't her, her fault. Uh, some people, did, so her parents messed up. They didn't listen to the trolls that tell her love was the, the key. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not, well, don't want to talk about Frozen. I'm very to, thought out to, from uh, that movie. Try to lock her away. And say, yeah, locking her up and getting her scared. Is what caused her to, you know, yeah, cause she, she could help, yeah, that, but, but Frozen is definitely well, I, I know it was huge for a lot of people. To me, I was like, well, that was okay, good music, but yeah, I mean, it was different, different people, and it was very, you yeah. know, 
There was, I mean, Frozen is not at all bad, but I no. didn't like it as much as some other people. I also didn't like uh, this. But is... Encanto, it's, it's now, yeah. I want to get on to what we're supposed yeah. to be talking about. Encanto, I feel, is, it might be similar in the same way. First reviews that I saw when people saw it in the theater, they were like, oh, this is really kind of let me down. This is, I, I expect better from Disney. But then, you know, today I was looking, I said, well, what are people, because I wanted to know before I go in and talk about these films, what did other people say? And there were some people who said, oh, I, my, my kids loved it. Now, and I try not to take this, there are, I, I, it's a sycophant. Is that the right word? There are people that no matter what Disney does, yeah. they're going to love it to death. And that's fine. You, if, if you want to be that way, that's great. I, if you're enjoying it, I don't want to take that away from you sure. at all. You go and enjoy. And, and that's great. That doesn't mean I have to enjoy it, but I'm one of those people who I'm able to criticize, even though I do love, I'm more a love vintage Disney. I do have my love-hate relationship with Disney, where I love it sometimes, but sometimes I hate the something they do. You know, I can sit there in the middle. But on this one... I was able to sit in the middle. I I, I I liked it, but I should have been able to love it. Yeah, same here. Because like, I was entertained. I like things about I it. I was entertained by it. And I was like, well, no, I'm kind of glad I sat and watched it. But I'm also glad I didn't pay money to go see it in the theater. I, one thing I loved about it was the guy who could see things. I love how his eyes uh, would glow green. Yeah, when he had that yeah. style of the old Disney oh, style to it. And I forgot who uh, I read up who voiced him. His, his, his The actor that played him was great. And I do love that Alan Tudyk was uh, one of the um, um, the bird. I forgot what kind of bird it was. Was it, well, uh, some sort of parrot or something, yeah. wasn't it? But that was Alan Tudyk, and uh, I love that. Yeah, Alan Tudyk has to pop up as some sort of weird animal now from here on, <laughs> just because we love Alan Tudyk. Yeah. So I was kind of glad when I saw that in the credits. I was like, "There he is, Alan Tudyk. He was the bird." So there were some moments where I thought that, so, that's a little Disney-like. I like yeah. that. But it's, uh, for me, a lot of the Disney magic, it seems like they're trying, but they're they're, they're somehow not capturing missing. the magic. It, it feels missing. Yeah, they're missing now, the now, mark. Yeah, I will say Moana. I did really enjoy Moana. Oh, me too. But it's not up to the caliber of say like Tangled. I love Tangled. Yeah, I think that that Moana uh, is, is is really good. I, I think it's right. up there with. Um, Trying to think of one I can go with, but it's really good. I'll say uh, of the recent ones, it's the best of the recent. Yeah. Well, uh, if you if you if you take you know everything after Tangled, because Tangled was the last one that was yeah. I think felt, well, yeah, felt like Disney that's to me. Two thousand nine. It's been a while. Wow. Yeah, and and so I'm th- I'm talking within the recent ten years. Yeah, that's like yeah. one of my all time favorites. The, 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 the post Frozen era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. Moana has been like my my favorite. I like it better than Frozen. Yeah, I definitely liked it better than Frozen. I did like Frozen. Okay, but I but but. I, I got it tired better. of it real fast because of oh, being everywhere. Because there's people who really loved Frozen, and I'm, I'm glad for you, but yeah. I, I'm sorry, I'm not with you. I actually went to watch something Frozen the other day, thinking it was a Frozen short, you know? And all it ended up being was the uh, uh, highlight, or like, um, oh, what do you want to call it? Uh, shapes of the Frozen people sitting on your TV with, uh, like, a fire-looking thing oh, going on. Oh, like it. a Yule Log-ish. Yeah, Yule Log thing. thing. And I thought, oh, man, yeah, I thought it was going to be a cartoon. Yeah, they had that on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was going to be a cartoon. I, was like, I didn't it. even click on it, because I saw that's what it was, but they also had some sort of Olaf Christmassy thing I think they put out. Now, that's know. fun. but I didn't watch it. I, I enjoy Olaf. He's a cute yeah, character. Yeah, I do enjoy Olaf, and I like the actor. He is pretty funny. Oh, he's a good guy. Uh, but know, I, a... there's only so much I can take anymore. Yeah. I, I still have a plush Olaf somewhere in a box in the basement. Yeah, he he's a fun character. I, I wanted to see. I thought they were going to have like another cartoon, like a Christmassy one. That they brought out a few years ago, and that was yeah. fun. Yeah, but, the Frozen. Well, no, I guess it wasn't Frozen Fever. Well, I don't remember what the ones they, they snuck in the theater that was supposed to have been a TV special, and it just wasn't the caliber of something that you put in a theater. But they put put something in front of some movie. I remember, yeah. and I remember seeing it. And I'm like bored. Can we start go, the movie that, now? That, that, I know. was that way too, only because I didn't come to watch that. But yeah, it wasn't I came for I whatever it was movie actually was being shown. What was, was it? it? Was, it I was that it was in bad. front of Moana? No, mm. was it? Maybe. 
I don't, I don't remember. That was a few years ago. I just remember I, was, I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew it was going to be there. That's for the longest time. And now I... I don't pay as much attention to Disney as I used to, but for the longest time, that felt like part of my job description was I had to make sure I was an expert on everything Disney. I really, <laughs> I feel such a release of the burden here that I don't cover so much some Disney anymore that I don't have to know everything anymore, so I don't have to do so much research on it. Now I just do research on what I want to talk about because yeah, you know, Dis- Disney's burned me a few two times. Now I will, I do want to say something nice about Disney that started as being them burning me again. Okay, uh, some of you may know, Facebook has done a thing where if you have a channel for your podcast or whatever, you can now, they'll, they'll grab your episodes, if you, they, if you tell them where your feed is, they'll grab your episodes, and they'll kind of make a video out of it, mm-hmm. they'll put like a weird graphic up, but people can actually listen to your show on Facebook now. Now, uh, as y'all know, we play trailers and stuff, sure. like that. and trailers, I mean, it's an advertisement, I can play that, it's fair game. Uh, but they, have, uh, a while back, one of the things, and they, uh, I... I, I sometimes I take it as a trailer. Well, it gets tricky. Sometimes you think you're going to get a little trailer. And it's just something that's promotional. Sometimes that promotion is actually showing you a scene. Now, huh. a, few, a few episodes back, there was a thing, and I think I mentioned, and I stopped and said, I feel like more or less this was showing us a scene. It was something from Hawkeye. Oh, Disney actually came after that episode and was getting it pulled off Facebook because audio that, that they said, "Hey, that's ours. That's Hawkeye." And I, I went ahead. I went ahead and said, "No, I'm going to argue and defend this." I said, "This was put out as promotional material. Part of what I do is, if you put out something promotional or a trailer, I will bring it up and I'll talk about this upcoming thing when it's going to come out, and we'll even share a review usually because we'll watch it." So that's kind of what we do. So I, they put a promotional material out. I used it as a promotional sort of way to talk about the upcoming series. And heck, I even have enjoyed the Hawkeye series, and I've said it several times on my show. Uh, well, I didn't put that in the thing, but that was the defense I used. Is like it was put out on YouTube as promotional materials. I used it as a promotional material to talk about the upcoming Hawkeye series, which is what that was. And to Disney's credit, they said, "Oh, okay," and let it. They let it go. Good. Let it go. Let they, it go. They didn't want to talk about it anymore. But I, w- I was feeling burned because Disney has burned me before. And I think of the reason why is because I, I, I put the word Disney on a T-shirt. I won't do that anymore because I guess that's what it was. But that's also what caused me to change the name. One of the things that caused me to change the name of this show to the Phantom Nexus, I'm not using the word Disney in the name of this show. And we're not covering so much Disney, but I'm still going to talk some things. Yeah. Because I still do love Disney. Well, we love them. So, and I'm, so I'm, still, I'm still a fan. Yeah, so I'm too. still going to talk about it. Yeah. So... But I appreciate, and I want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna thank Disney to, to, to what they after they were gonna come after me again. They looked at what I said, and they must have checked in and says, "Oh, I see what you were doing. Okay, never mind." Because Disney doesn't usually come after. There's tons of Disney podcasts, and I listen to a few. There's a lot of people that really, if you analyze it, they're breaking copyright law left and right. I've tried to back away because there's some stuff I've done that would have got me in some trouble. But Disney usually will not usually come after us because they realize. It's free advertising. Yeah, it's what it is. And so they'll leave us alone. Now, they have come after... There was one guy who used to do uh, Extinct Attractions, and he would sell DVDs of footage of oh, old rides. Oh, no, 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 but, but no. No, no, no. They could sue the dickens out of him and shut him down. Now, he's allowed to have a website and talk about Extinct Attractions That's and stuff. One thing. But you cannot sell DVDs of Extinct Attractions. So there is a line you can cross... Then, yeah, and I agree with Disney's on decision YouTube. on that one. You can even put it on YouTube and show yeah, things. Yeah, you know, oh, here's my vacation. Although I, I have had some, some trouble because I've put some of my my one trip in 2009 sure. in Walt Disney World, and there's uh, 
I would have done it differently had I edited this stuff together later. I kind of wish I just had the raw footage back. Sure. Um, Which you didn't know. But yeah, but I have bits in my on my DVD and everything where I was just showing. So there's some photos we took on our trip and I just put the appropriate Disney music on top of it. And of course, you put that on YouTube and Disney's going to say, hey, that's ours. But they won't pull you from YouTube, but they won't allow you to monetize it. But that's OK. I never have put it on YouTube to be monetized anyway. Yeah. I put it on there to share. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to share it with people. Kind of like this podcast. I'm not making any money on this podcast. Yeah. I do this because I like sharing it with you listening. I like sharing this stuff with you. I like, you know, hopefully making you have a good time for a couple hours because right now we're over two hours. We're two hours, <laughs> about 22 minutes right now. I love sharing and talking to, to, to not only to Phil. Of course, I talk to Phil all the time. But he and I get to talk stuff together for you because I like sharing that you are a fan of things as we are. You the and listener. The, you the listener. You my friend. You are my friend in, in whatever capacity that we enjoy some same stuff. And I love talking about this stuff for you and in a way with you because I'm sure you're talking to your, your iPhone or whatever you're listening on. Yeah, I bet you interact with us more than I know. Uh, so, but that's why I do well, this show. We don't even I, need to know what you called us. I don't make it now. <laughs> now, I appreciate and, and And if you would, go on Patreon and just help me cover the cost of this. I don't make a dime off this show. I spend money on this show. I spend a lot of money on this show but I do it because I love talking about this stuff and I love sharing it with you and that's why I put stuff on YouTube I've got you know you know Disney saying hey, well, hey you know that's our song and that's fine and I hope you go and buy copies of the music that I played on that video I'm fine with Disney making money off their music that's great because I didn't put it up there for me to be able to monetize it I put it up there because I wanted to share it with people and so yeah that's a slight sidetrack but yeah that's why I do this show that's why we come back uh, I would say almost every week I just want to share my love my fandom with you so thank you for coming to the fandom nexus i think that's a good way to wrap it up Amen. i think it's a great way to talk about it. So that's why i've done this now for we're in our ninth season eight plus years that i've done this is because i want to share this with you and i'm having a fun talking about this stuff and so and plus you and i we have fun conversations anyway so you're having us record stuff i'm i miss eric though eric is yes uh, he was hoping to be able to come on today but he told me he says oh i'll be off work about four o'clock your time but then i gotta go grocery hopping Eric, buddy, we're going to get you back on here. That's right. I miss pal. getting to talk to Eric. I, you know, especially I, you know, I've, I've, I had fun going to convention when he's come up here and everything. We got to run around there. I mean, Eric is so much like us. I mean, he just fits right in with us. It's just I was actually talking with him online the other day. It's a little bit here and there. <laughs> yeah, Eric, he's just a good guy. So is Adrian. Adrian's having, I know, kind of a rough time. So those of you who do pray, you know, be praying for Adrian. Well, you know, we'll he's, do that, yes. he's struggling. And also our good buddy Jeff Barnes, author, sure. he's been on uh, a few times. Uh, he had an accident. I guess he was. He, I think he went to Boston over Christmas and he fell. Uh, it seems like he, I think he fell down some stairs while carrying some things and he's got some cracked ribs. Uh, I think maybe a spinal injury. Uh, he has gotten to go home, uh, but he's been in the hospital injured. Uh, we love Jeff Barnes, Dr. Jeff Barnes, Dr. Disney to some. Uh, so we pray for his speedy recovery. So those of you who are praying people, uh, I want to just remind you of those people because we love yes. them and I'm sure you do too. I bet you're, I bet you're fans of them as well. And, you know, so Adrian Rop and, uh, and Jeff Barnes, keep, keep them in your prayers. But anyways, all right, let me want to wrap this up here. And uh, let me go to my thank you list, of course. Well, before I, well, I'll get to the thank yous here. But of course, we always like to thank Karen Kennedy, Ricky Pope of the Christian Nerds Unite, and Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Show for lending their voices <laughs> to our intro. And even uh, Ricky has helped me out with the, the movie thing. 
I need to collaborate with Ricky. I've been, you know, we keep getting misfiring and stuff. Uh, he actually wanted some of my input on something that I didn't have time. But I said, oh, well, we kind of didn't mention it on there. Uh, but we, he, he was doing a, an episode on what makes a movie a Christmas movie. And he, wow. Wow, he's thought it out, man. He had a long list of stuff he sent me. And I kind of felt like I, I didn't give that much criteria to it when I, when I says, well, we mentioned it on the show if you're taking a look there. But I didn't have time to really send anything right there because it's been a bit of a month. But uh, yeah, check out Christian Nerds Unite, by the way. It's a, it's a oh, fun show. Fun. With Ricky Pope. Fun. Uh, but of course, you can get a hold of us podcast at neverlandpodcast.com you can find us on twitter neverland pcast and facebook at if you look for neverland podcast we have a group and a fan page leave us a voicemail 816-226-6492 you can join the neverlanders on our website also as i said before you can donate and help us out for even just a dollar a month over on patreon slash patreon.com slash neverland podcast or i guess it's a forward slash we should say because saying slash neverland podcast sounds like you should put a injurious with a with a machete or something <laughs> slash slash the neverland podcast but no it's a forward slash uh but yeah we're not really the neverland podcast anymore but we are still neverland the fandom nexus here but yeah so i i appreciate patreon support because it does help me with the cost of running this show because it's it is uh it is a, a money drain on me but i i do it because i love it and i love being able to share this with you and talking with you as often as i can i'm sorry we didn't have a show every week this month it's been i bet you've been busy this week i hope you had a fantastic holiday Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you were celebrated, I don't care. If you had fun. Festivus. A festivus for the rest of us, you know. But I, for me, I, and take this in all sincerity with whatever you celebrated, I hope you had a very Merry Christmas, and I hope you have a fantastic new year, and I hope this year, coming year, 2022, is better than the last two years have been. Amen. I expect great things. I, I, I with this I'm new, new job, new budget. My wife and I are kind of working on a new budget. Things are changing. In fact, I think I'm actually at a point where I'm going to try to save back $50 out of every one of my paychecks, I get paid twice a month. That's a hundred dollars a month to save. Both I get a hundred dollars, my wife gets a hundred dollars in our own savings account that we can save to blow on junk. So hopefully by this summer, I will have enough money and I'll get my PS5, brother. <laughs> I'm saving up for it, which means I also have to make sure I don't spend my fifty bucks on more Masters of the Universe figures. But the nice thing is. I learned something about buying the the Land Shark vehicle. It's so huge, I couldn't fit anywhere that it did sit in there. Jeremy, you don't have room to put any more figures on your wall. <laughs> Especially the last nook of space was taken up by that wonderful Sinister Six set you got me. There you it go. took up a beautiful place right above the doorway in my office. I just don't have room for any more stuff. So there you that, go. It, I had to take Shaggy down off the walls too. Oh no! Shaggy's come down. Zoinks! So, zoinks! <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't have any friends for him to go with, but I, you know. Shaggy is appropriate for me because I used to look like him. So, but anyways, so but that has put it down there. So, Jeremy, you don't have room for any more. But oh, seeing something new because you know there's a buzz off out All there. All right. And thanks to Pixel Dan, who, who's a big fan of Mesquite Tour. I saw that Mesquite Tour figure, and I'm like, you know, he is kind of cool. I kind of yes. want to get a Mesquite Tour. Me too, but I won't. So, but I won't. I, I won't. I'm going to try to stop because I don't know where I would put any more of these toys. I got more, but I will but, but later. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you've got because I mean, there, I could put stuff in the bedroom, but the bedroom is more of a shared space for my wife and I, not the office. So mm. I'm not putting master universe if i buy a disney decoration i can put it downstairs but <laughs> he's thinking folks yeah a, a disney marvel and star wars i put down there because it's all disney owned but uh, uh disney doesn't own master universe at this time so. i'm sorry other yeah i'm not <laughs> i'm making it fun i i we we've enhanced each other's lives and that's one of the ways i enhance her life i make sure her life isn't boring <laughs> i learn a lot of stuff from her and i make sure her life has got some fun in it <laughs> That's what we do. It's it's a it's a beautiful marriage. It's a beautiful thing. Oh my goodness, eighteen years. Work. It'll be nineteen years this year. Anyways, I was trying to close the show out. Do it. And so yeah, well, I guess the only thing left to say is get lost. <laughs>